1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Set, go! Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Episode... Two times two. Yeah, our guests this week have already <laughs> both been on the show. Oh, yeah. This dynamic duo is the driving force behind a multimedia creation machine capturing the true spirit and enthusiasm for surf while providing a platform for core surfers, surfing, music, art, travel, literature, and commentary. They got some great things happening with a three day party event at this year's US Open of Surfing in Huntington Beach. Gotta come check it out. They're kind of big time. Yeah. We're here to spread the word, involve, promote, and help you guys out. We're stoked that you're here. And uh, we welcome the Inherent Bummer crew right here. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks Travis and Brandon. Us. Thank nice. you, guys. Yeah, Travis guys. Foray. Foray. And Brandon Gilmet. Gilly. Gilly. And a.k.a. Uh, Travis. I said my nickname was like Crisis Travi. What's what is it? Crisis? Rufo, Rufo calls me Chop Liver. <laughs> so I have right. a Santa Cruz name too now. Wait, what, what's, chop. what's the meaning behind Chop We're, Liver? I was out with him in Santa Cruz and somebody was talking to the guy next to me instead of talking to me and he was like, what, what is this guy, liver? Chop Liver? <laughs> Why don't you talk to Travis? <laughs> but then um, the goal between Flea and Rufo is to get me to just be Chop. So I've, like, I've got to go through a series of West Side challenges, I think, to... To get to just be chopped. That okay. sounds like little, maybe just do a yeah. bunch of chop hops. The liver right? part. The liver yeah. part. Does Flea it did say like I was on my way the yeah. last time I served there. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So and chopped liver is good. Yeah. Congrats like on uh, your first child. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've been training my whole life by staying out late and getting up early for having a child. <laughs> and yeah, it's going good. But I don't sleep. 
Yeah, sleep's a little, yeah, rough. I mean, they'll go in phases, you know? You'll get a few weeks or a month, and then all of a sudden it just go, goes fast backwards, and then you're, like, back where you started, and then they get, it's just a roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, so don't get used to it, it and just, they, yeah, they change. day by day. <laughs> um, it seemed like that on my end, too. Just Travis is like, dude, I think we got it, like, after a few weeks. And then oh, he'll yeah. call me, he's just like, hey, dude. Like, <laughs> we don't got it. I woke up at, like, 3.30, just having yeah. diapers and yeah. everything. That first month is the first week is the hardest and then that first month yeah. is the hardest but yeah. the first week you're like what the fuck yeah right? you're like can I physically do this is yeah. it keep breathing is it moving uh, yeah. is it roller <laughs> you know like it's you like you're one eye open the whole time you're like <laughs> yeah. is she breathing yeah it's, you know? uh, it's wild yeah it's surreal like there's nothing like it though you become like I don't know you can't remember your life before it I've yeah heard. and you kind of can't I was like what was I doing yeah. <laughs> what was I just? How did I like, just sleep what, through the what night? What was I like doing? <laughs> yeah, wake up and like, what did I fill my day with? But uh, I don't know if great. we asked you this before. So inherent bummer. Mm-hmm. When did you start it? I think it was like 2019. It was just it was before the pandemic, and it was kind of just me. And I was like, ha- not half in. I wasn't sure what to do <laughs> with my life in general. It was like a big, like changing point. Um, and I had a friend who was like, basically this guy, Jad Daya, was super supportive of me going like, don't, like, he's like, I want to see what you 2.0, or an evolution of like your vision of it, just go, like, I'll, let's figure it out, I'll support you, and he's just a smart, smart guy, and super, like, enthusiastic, and so I thought about it, and kind of began to build that out, and, you know, called a lot of the same creatives that I worked with, like, Scott Chenoweth, and Michael Super and Blake Myers, and yeah. Kai, and, you know, they they were all supportive, like, doing their own thing, but they are like, we'll contribute when we can, so, yeah, I kind of, like, made a million mistakes, like, setting it up on my own, and then the pandemic kind of hit, and I was like, I had, like, this saying to myself that by the, when the pandemic hit, that I was too small to fail, because I was just, like, alone, but everyone's freaking out, like, what what does this mean? Are we going to shut the doors? Is our brand's going to make things? <laughs> like, do I have any way to exist? Um, yeah, where a lot of companies rely on a ton of people, yeah. you know, where they had to probably let go of people and oh, they're going backwards. Yeah. You you were just like, cool, Every, I, got play, I only got growth that you had. I, yeah. I had, I have to like think, you know, Red Bull like Media House at that time was kind of like gave me projects that continued to go. That was like what allowed me to keep going. Um, even Surfline gave me some projects that we were like, partnering on and then Red Bull had some projects that kept you know uh, we were able to keep shooting and stuff I mean <laughs> everything was kind of on hold no one knew how to shoot things but yeah it, we were lucky to have that um, support so for the people that haven't heard of Inherent Bummer and haven't heard of Gilly and Travis you guys well Gilly comes from a long stint with Hurley uh, team managing, uh, marketing, and Travis has been in the magazine journalism industry for a long time. And Inherent Bummer is a media house. What do you what, what do you consider? Yeah, it's it's sort of like it's funny to define it to people right now because it is it's I'm a media guy, I'm a magazine guy. Sometimes I'm just like it's a magazine. <laughs> Whatever people now think, you know, they don't think printed magazine they just think like oh you must have like media to read and photos and whatnot so it's um we do a lot of like 
editorial, but we also like have an aesthetic and a, and a like a, a voice, I think that we've like, and that's the part that's like so fun for me and is, is like, it has a tone and a voice that represents, I think like this white space and surfing in general, like, you know, we have our go-tos, I think in media and how we consume and there's so much out there now, but I think we're like, I mean, when you're reading the, the list of what we are, there's like literature, and, you know, the word literature is in there. It's yeah. like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Why? Please explain. <laughs> uh, but Hey, I mean, literature and surfing go hand in hand, bro. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and, uh, you know, like art and, like, we have all these new columns on our site, like, and this writer, Jackson Todd, and uh, this guy, Philip Dillon. Philip Dillon made it a, a column on our site. It's called uh, Fine, comma Art, like, Fine Art. He basically is, like, wanted to learn how to look at art and like figure out what it was he's like i didn't grow up with it he grew up like a green bay packer fan in wisconsin and he moved out here to skate and stuff anyway he's taking us through like this journey of like discovering artists and why it matters and he always relates it back to something that kind of like you can all relate to whether it's surfing or or that and then jackson todd whose dad drew todd edited all the lost videos back in the day like uh, kind of a legend too but jackson's like he's 21 years old and he's in bands he surfs he's like an amazing writer i haven't like discovered he's already a kind of renaissance yeah he's kid. so good i i'm so lucky we have him on the team and he's like curating our music and he's writing a ton um he's got like this book column he does on sundays and he's like freed me up to just now i basically focus on this newsletter we do every friday where i just pour my heart out of whatever happened that week basically and then recap the week of what we put out um and then we've got Brandon writing too now, and like his, he just has these Wait, like you're writing Brandon? Brandon's a writer. I don't. I'm not a great writer. No, <laughs> but you wrote the. If best you thing go look done. at uh, some of my recent work, it's definitely some of the best stuff I've done. <laughs> it was like, uh, I felt like I was in high school, just like stay up late and just like okay, I got crunch time. Done. I got to really try super hard. So wait, but, um, yeah. wh- what's what's your subject like? I mean, of I course, mean, it has to do something with surfing, right? Yeah. Okay. What was your best thing that you just wrote? I was like reading. I'm like, I think the creed, the creed. So I do this column. I mean, we all kind of chip into this one of like yeah. just best throwback sections that we've ever seen. And Creed McTaggart had this one called "Cult of Freedom with Globe," and mm. I wrote about that. And I just watched the part again and was like, "Dang, this is it is so good," and it just got me so psyched. Yeah. And so I just wrote about it. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah. My only advice to Brandon, you know, I was an English major, so I get to be like the professor in the sense with Brandon. Like, but I love it. We've grown on each other since middle school, and so it's like I could be pretty, we're pretty candid. <laughs> but um, I'm like, just be way more brutally honest with yourself. Like, don't try to do all the quirks that you do and like describing like or like cliches. Yeah. Because once he like washes all that like what he's supposed to write off, and he just writes like what he's actually thinking. Like when you talk to Brandon, he's one of the best talkers in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's he he nails it, which he did, and he's starting to do. I think like so. Yeah, we're all right. Might have found my flow. He found his voice. Maybe. Maybe. Nice. A, I got a new one arrow coming. to put in your uh, quiver. Yeah. Huh? yeah, I got a new one tomorrow that I've got to write. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. And how how long has it been since you started working together? Yeah. So Travis started in like 2019, and then around the middle of 2020 is when I had departed from Hurley, and kind of immediately Travis was working on some of the Red Bull Media House stuff he was doing and I was in Hawaii and he was like hey I have this thing if you want to help me with it 
like you'd be perfect for you know doing x y and z and so right then i kind of jumped in and then another like more things kept coming he's like hey do you want this one do you want that one and then probably like a few months down the road he's like dude why don't you just come in and like partner with me on this and we'll kind of do it full time and yeah so That's like awesome. late 2020 or like early 21 was kind of like yeah kind of coming out of the pandemic you were in hawaii and we had a bunch of hawaii problems. yeah but it, it was more like me us sitting down and being like as friends like are you you know this could not work this could be hard i don't know we we're yeah, like, i know you gotta just go media for it company yeah. it's it, it's it's kind of like us i don't know unknown let's just go for it <laughs> yeah, but we're for, fucking surfers <laughs> we're fucking surfers dude. <laughs> it's it's wild but yeah so we we like had that talk and it's just like make it work and yeah. every day is kind of a new juggle but it's been so fun to have somebody to kind of lean on um, so inherent bummer is a digital magazine Right, I'd say that, and the, the I don't know if it's controversial, but we're, we like want to make a big shift. I think because like we feel like a brand, in a way, like it, just because we have a look and we have a voice and we have a sound. And a, I think it goes hand in hand yeah. for sure. Like, you know, you're developing like your guys's like opinion, you know, opinion, yeah. philosophy, taste, what you're into, influences. taste. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. So that's all show showing on your yeah because your business like distinct we feel like it's a distinct like we don't feel in competition with any of the other media or really even any of the other brands i was looking at the other day i'm like i don't sound or look like any of these yeah. brands um well i i think it, in this world of today you know it's there's so things have changed so much right the yeah, every six months for, like, from your world of, of print media media to what it is today and just creating content like it's it's cool that you've found a niche that it's it's almost like you're creating your own you know world of revenue streams which is it's important but it's also like part of your passion right totally and, and we love the industry too I, I was just gonna say we love the, the industry like people always think like I don't know there's like a tone that you want to like fuck the industry <laughs> but like I grew up on the industry and yeah. like you know we've been supported by it at some point like every brand has given us work or like projects and, and it's stuff we like Vistla sponsors and Style Matters and we did a rad project with Billabong the best one ever during Pipe Masters um, so it's stuff like it's like you're a producer and if a brand has an idea that you think are editorial chops like yeah. that Brandon's like the best producer he like knows everyone there's no one we can't go get access to essentially when, you know, with him around. Well, you guys are yeah. doing your thing, but when you partner with a brand, you give a different voice, a legitimate voice that yeah. is helping them, but a different take that isn't coming from their, like, yeah, you know, from yeah. within their marketing department. We get some freedom. Yeah, you get, yeah. That is, and they get a, and they get a fresh perspective. It's not through their yeah, lens. Yeah, it works both ways, you know? Yeah, because I mean, the best fucking content to me right now that's been coming out for the past couple of years is Stab and Red Bull, right? Like those. Yeah, they're the big, the big dogs. For yeah, sure. I mean, and and it's a trip because, you know, uh, Red Bull, it it's, it was a fucking energy drink, yeah. and which is now completely something else, right? Like, yeah, you have yeah. to be willing to kind of evolve, or like, even Stab, they they've gone through 
tons of iterations, you know, essentially media, but, yeah. you know, they were a magazine that was, like, almost, like, making jokes at everything from day one. I remember my first one, it had, like, Kobe Abbotton, like, in a, riding a cowboy, or, like, riding, like, a blow-up doll at, like, <laughs> yeah. at, like, hours or something, and now, you know, Sam dreams up these, like, rad, elaborate, like, um, concepts and the stab in the dark and all those things are really cool and unique to them. Mm -hmm. I think they do like a really good job with this. I'm stoked you guys, you know, because I mean, What Youth was fucking amazing. Loved everything about it. And, you know, unfortunately, that you, you know, you had to walk away from that but then you created Inherent Bummer, which is exciting and, you know, we still get to see that genius behind of, you know, what, what you've done in the past. Yeah, it's it's similar. It's and you have great help now too. Yeah, <laughs> and it has like a whole different like mood. I feel like you know what youth we were like living, living it and so like internalized. And we were like a band or something that was like so locked in and it was whatever. And it kind of had to flame out in a way. I think you know we all walked away. Luckily, all the creatives walked away, friends. But uh, it it lived and it still like exists as this cool thing we're proud of like i think all of the stuff we made and like that's a good analogy that like a like a little rock band punk band you know like group you had the 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 office with the skate ramp and it was kind of like that was your clubhouse Mm -hmm. but you were you know it was a business and as things start to like new you know people get a hold there start to see what you're doing and yeah record labels come in and look at it you start to get nervous crazy girlfriend girlfriend people move away what like yeah it flames out in different ways but um yeah and when you said you're like a brand i mean i like that too i mean why not sell you know apparel along with it well your consumers your your clientele you know they're fans and your fans and like you know you're if you're the way you can resonate with them they're going to support you in other ways which you know the way people are consuming media today too it's like everything has the opportunity to become its own brand late night with chalky is a brand yeah. Like, you you know, get you damn right. Have, <laughs> have your have your thing with your look and the way you guys conduct things. And I think just... <laughs> with Inherent Bummer too, we started going like, hey, if we tighten this up and we get really consistent with our website and all the media we're doing, like we're gonna really take shape into something. And yeah. that's our brand. Yeah, it's kinda like you know, we didn't so know like, what that would be. Yeah. Like when we brought in Jackson and Philip and Brandon's voice and then my voice coupled that with mine and different, you know, contributors and stuff. It developed like it's it like it's now a thing. When you go on and you if you scan the last twenty five posts, you're gonna go like on a wild journey of surf art, literature, art, whatever. Like lots it's, of it, music, music yeah. and tons yeah. of stuff like that. Um, and it's funny. Somebody said something interesting the other day of uh, for the last like ten years in media, all you hear is like content is king, right? Like content's king, so. If you make content, you're always going to dominate. But like a lot, everyone's kind of making content now, and I think like the audience has finally like shifted it, whereas the audience is sort of king now. And we need to like listen a little bit to, you know, we've established our voice, but now we need to like listen to the audience and, and get our content to them and our brand and our message to them and wherever they are. Um, and I think that's the next big transition that we're coming up on you know like we have a website but like how many kids are on websites these days i don't know yeah so we're we're figuring out ways to take that voice and, and bring it 
and it starts with live stuff is really the funnest part, right? This like event we're doing next week, the US Open with like live music. It's a place to like experience us. Yeah. And I think that's like key. Yeah, let's dive into that. So the US Open starts what what day? Saturday? Saturday? Yeah, like this weekend. Yeah, this coming weekend. This this weekend. Okay. And it's the Wallach's Pro or whatever it is. Yeah. Wallach's yeah. US Open. Yes. Or US Open brought to you by Wallach's. Something like that. What Something is like that. I think it's a crypto like it's a crypto uh, wallet. Wallet? Yeah. Wallet? Digital wallet or something like that. Okay. Um, and people with money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like, like to know those people. Yeah. yeah. Right. They'd like to sponsor the podcast yeah. and inherit bummer. Yeah. You ready for a beer? Yeah. He's parched. He looks parched. Um so yeah, last beer. We'll yeah. we'll get into this year's shindig, but you launched your party last year, yeah. right? Let's yeah, talk we, about last year's shindig. Sure. Live. Um, yeah. So last year, we were kind of just going like, "Hey, let's do something around U.S. Open." You know, this is our backyard. We grew up in Huntington. Like, we want to kind of put a stake in the ground a little bit in a way, and so we were just trying to find a spot and I was like oh I, I know this lady of Pacific City maybe there's something there and we found this this place and I think something was booked in there already and she wrote us back like maybe three days before and said hey this thing fell through if you guys want it like here Scramble. it is or whatever and we had already like given up hope we're like okay we don't have anything planned and then we just went hey um, called a couple friends in some bands they're like yeah we can play it was a wild scramble. It was like yeah. Brandon's it was He's That works out the best though, right? It was like key networker like, over there. Costco so, buying stuff, returning stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we did the all the Costco. If you you can go buy rugs, whatever. Yeah. Use them. Take them back <laughs> next day. We did yeah, it all. Just didn't work. Yeah. Just didn't yeah. fit in my house right. We're on it. One hundred percent. They yeah. take it back. Yeah. What use um, returned all that didn't stuff? Didn't tie the room together at all. But uh, but yeah, we threw that thing together like super last minute, but. And it was we couldn't tr- afford one of the bands actually, and they wanted to play so bad that we we had got them surfboards <laughs> from Barter. Oh, yeah. We like we're like Barter system always works best. Yeah, so yeah. We, we got surfboards are worth a lot. Of, it's good currency, great currency. Yeah, the yeah. Play. They're special, special currency for sure. So um, yeah, so we got that event going. Um, I think it was even August fifth, just like the same weekend during the US Open and mm-hmm. during the day we just had everything we had to load everything in in the morning it was super hectic we couldn't get in the day before so everything's going in if you see the photos there's like couches and just like shit everywhere TVs just and google giant. about last night in Heron Fummer and there's a good gallery if you want to see some yeah. visuals um, but we got everything in we used the daytime when it was kind of mellower. We got tons of people came through and we shot this series that ended up becoming uh, what we call Real Talk. So it's these little bite-sized interviews with people on uh, Instagram. That was super cool. We had like... Under a minute or... About, like, I think they were 90 seconds. 90 or seconds. Maybe yeah. 60 seconds. They're just <coughs> cut really well by um, this filmmaker, Josh Rusin. Like he, he nailed it and our art director did like we sh- we didn't know what we were shooting and Brandon just lined up half the qualifying or the challenger series or whatever like they're li- lining up out the door at noon and we just were like interviewing them and I had no questions prepared I didn't go to the bathroom that day or eat food 
Um, and I, we just like rattled through the whole Challenger series and That's anyone that walked by. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I honestly have no idea how we did it worked out, but it ended up being this rad series. We just, I think, released the last one like a few weeks ago. We've been using yeah. them all year and they've been rad interviews and super insightful. Yeah, one really funny thing was this girl, Charlie, was putting together all the uh, films that we were going to show that night. We had a bunch of short films lined up and then Biolis, the big thing was Kolohe made this thing for Matt Biolis that went in uh, one of those 5'5", five, five, 19 and a quarter century series and he premiered that there. So we had like an hour of programming. The girl handed me the hard drive in the morning that day and I was like, okay, great. And then the lady at Pacific City was like, hey, the screen only plays Blu-rays. No. I'm like, what? Like, how do you get a Blu-ray? <laughs> this is weird, whatever. So I found this place in Santa Ana that could do it. But they, they're like, I need the thing now. Like, yeah. I, this transferred to a Blu-ray. So I everyone was like, hey, you guys, like, I might have even been down on the beach. Just like, hey, like, go across the street and do this thing. Um, yeah. I'll see you later. And then I just, like, told Travis, hey, these guys are coming by. Like, I got to go to Santa Ana. And I was kind of, like, gone. And then trying to come back, you're like, dude, it's and summer day. That was the day of the event. event. The day event was going on, basically. <laughs> the event was happening. And we then, had some great help, like, helpers from different yeah. brands and stuff. Andrew Atkinson from Prolock Canvas, like, dude, he came in clutch. He, like, and he was having a baby. He had a baby the next day. <laughs> yeah. His wife was having a baby, I think, the next day. Or that night, he left to go to the hospital. That's, and he was in yeah. there screaming yeah, stuff for us, like, yeah, hanging stuff on the wall. It was... So anyways, this year we wanted to do it. Have a little plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still going to well, end up the, being crazy. You didn't have the spot until three days before, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have a choice last year, but this year we made sure and reached out way in And advance. you couldn't move in until the day of. Yeah, and we had to move everything out that night by midnight. Oh, we, my God. And we made teas that got delivered that morning that we were trying... We didn't know what to do with all these teas that Jesse Guglielmana screen printed for us. That were, he just like handed them to us, and there's like hundreds of t shirts laying on the ground in the space uh, that morning. And we're like, what do we do with them? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, we ended up just giving them basically away to our friends and people that were cycling, but <laughs> we couldn't yeah. even charge for them. We like, we wanted to sell some teas, like a merch. But you didn't, you didn't have like we a there was no square way. or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was just too way much to pay going for on it. And it, it, it well, all that stuff's cracks. important. Like, you know, one for marketing for you guys, get the name out, but yeah. also to make some money and be stoked. You know, people would be stoked to support you guys, you know? So, yeah. yeah. People, I mean, were, be, people were. And that was cool to yeah. see. And there was like. So, wait, what was I the movie that Chloe made? It was um, the series that Matt Biolis had just put out with oh, all the surfboards. Okay. Five, five, nineteen, a quarter century. I think there yeah, was like yeah, yeah. six or eight parts. Yeah. So one of the parts was this part of Kolohe where it's kind of an ode to that uh, Tom Kern section yep. in Five Five Nineteen a Quarter, the original yep. one, where he shapes the board and has the mohawk and surfs. Yeah, he sneaked across Australia, that. so he sneak previewed that there. Yeah, that was fun. But then that night we had to get everything out by midnight, couches and everything. Like I had this little car. Fuck. Travis, I Ubered there or something. Yeah, we got <laughs> there. Have a car and. Like, you know, we had a few drinks, so no one was driving, trying to be responsible. And randomly, at like 11.30, we're just like, dude, how are we going to get all this stuff out of here? And I saw these two friends. One, I know one guy, decent, and then he was with his buddy. They were going to bungalow. To party. They and were going to party. have a good time. They're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're trying to move all this stuff. They're like, oh, we'll help you. I got a truck. And they just started throwing everything in their car and, like, drove it home. Yeah. 
save you're, our ass. When you're Ten. good, you're cool good, dude. When you're, yeah. when you're good dudes, you. yeah. 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 Like that's exactly the. It was wild Tech and, that they showed Tech up. and Joe. Yeah, we owe you guys. Gosh. So uh, come come by this year. Drinks on us. Yeah. Again. So the reason why we brought we're, we're you guys are here today is to talk about this next event, right? Yeah. The fact the inherent bummer factory by the sea, which is. So the inherent, inherent bummer, bummer surf factory by the sea. Yeah. I love um, it. Can we ask you what inherent bummer? How did you come up with inherent bummer? Yeah, the name. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's sort of it's a it's a, I've been really trying to like get this quicker to come out quicker because you know Archie that surfs the cliffs. Yeah. Yep. I had my my favorite moment with him when he he's like super supportive and like has a sticker on his truck and he like pulled me over one day and he's like hey. Um, this is rad. I, lo- I love the website. I love everything you do. And I've written like stuff about Archie on there. He yeah. loves it. And I Archie like, Punch. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's actually our most highly trafficked post. It's a big winner. Just yeah. Poncho and Archie. It's a, it's a good day. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh. he's like, I love it. I love what you're doing. But what, what does it mean? Like, what the hell does it mean? Like, literally pulled me like almost in the van. Like, I got to know what it means. My family doesn't like get yeah. it. I got this sticker on my car. <laughs> Um, Which is a kind of a good thing because yeah. it gets talked about, like you know, it's a little yeah. mysterious. But yeah. it, you know, break and it down for us. So, <clears throat> t- taking it way back quickly, uh, what youth was essentially called Bummer Mag before we started. When mm-hmm. I quit Surfing mm-hmm. Magazine, and me and Kai Neville and Stuart Cornell and Scott Chenoweth were the four pack that we're, we were starting it, right? Like Bummer Rag, Bummer Mag, oh, magazine, Bummer Mag, Bummer Magazine. That was like what it was going to be called. All our mock-ups and everything we were taking around to show. Um, was Bummer Mag. Um, after, like, you know, the name game, when you're naming something, we went through months of sort of, like, workshopping and trying to find a name. What Youth came around, that it was What Youth Im- immediately, but Bummer, like, always lived on. <laughs> like, it's this always intrigued me. It's a negative connotation for most people, I guess, so people, like, try to tell you not to use it. Um, but <laughs> it, uh... So it stuck around. I talked to Kai once everything went around. I was like, I'm thinking about, I want to use Bummer again. Like, it kind of like now has a story. <laughs> it's actually like, it makes a lot more sense now. And I, you can't trademark bum, the word Bummer, really. There's like 50 things that come into that. Um, and the word, I was, at the time I was reading, my wife's all into, she's a literature major and she was reading. Her, nerds. She got me into Thomas Pynchon and Inherent Vice, which is like it's the movie and the book. And the book is about like Manhattan and the, like South Bay surf scene. And there's a bunch of surf passages that are amazing in there. And the in, word bummer is on the first page of Inherent Vice by Thomas Pynchon. Ooh. It's at the bottom, and I was reading that at the time. And then I I just was like Inherent Bummer. I don't know. I just started, started saying it, and then I started thinking about what it meant. <laughs> And what it meant, and this is what I started telling Archie, I was like, look, we all sit up here on the cliff every day and we gripe about like how shitty it is and we gripe about just about everything, but we're here every day and we're pretty happy but, and we paddle out anyways and we ha- and surfing is like this, such a positive thing, but it has like all these like nuances that are kind of negative, right? Like always, it's always on shore, it's, always, it's never perfect. <laughs> Rare. And I was like, we live sort of this like inherent bummer like we're, it's always but but like it's like a shoulder shrug of like but we're going out anyways and yeah. we're happy anyways and we kind of live in this positive realm despite it all um and i think 
I mean, that was, I said that, and he loved that, and <laughs> moved on. Well, Sticker is still on his car. <laughs> yeah, well, you from, like, the, you know, all your journalism magazine history, like, that's what you were selling is that dream, that fantasy. Like, you're putting all these pictures, this is back when print mags, you know? Yeah. You're, you're writing about this, like, just exotic location, and whether it's the story or the photos in the combo, you're just, you're... Like, not everybody could get to those places all the time. Yeah, there's core people that travel, but like you said, most often your local break is not ideal. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And you still it's, love it. It's, it's your cynical love. sense of humor. It, yeah. it, you definitely. Know, shrug is like the best way. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> even when it's good, like Travis wrote a story. Uh, he even called me this one day. I was just like, dude, I surfed the cliffs. It was going off. It was three to four foot, glassy, oily, water's like emerald green. And then it's so funny. There was these two guys out there that were like, "Oh, if it was just like a foot bigger, <laughs> it'd be so good." And I've like caught myself doing that too. Yeah. Oh, Dude, the days where I'm like, oh, like I wish it was a foot smaller." Right there, if, we could wear, if we could wear boardies out here, I'd have to wear a wetsuit. Or yeah, if it were yeah. a foot bigger, or if there was more rights instead of less, there's always <laughs> something as surfers. You're just like, so it's like a celebration. Should have been here yeah. yesterday. It's yeah. a celebration, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Those guys. <laughs> Dude, yesterday's you missed it. Oh, you didn't surf? Like, they just want to dig yeah. and let you know you blew it. We yeah. all got this. You know what's funny <laughs> is... Um, I'm not going to name you. The hoodie, like, I wear... I have, like, an inherent butter hoodie I wear all the time, and people... I've given them to people, and people buy them. <laughs> they are for sale on our site. Um, but the one that has, like... It says inherent bummer on the front. I go on a walk every day in the evening, and, like, I swear to you, like, 80% of my walks every day, like, Somebody someone says something, says, like, I love that, or, like, it makes them smile, or it makes, like this they i don't know it's just we're in this like shoulder shrug moment of life in general yeah and people like why don't you make a t-shirt that says shoulder shrug yeah i know i I keep saying that and then like our motto like the the, like tagline of inherent bummer is it's not the end of the world which which is a lot of fun with Mm -hmm. just with you know the the photo there's a photo of like the atomic bomb test in the bikini islands where it's like this beautiful place and they're blowing it up or like (laughs) a more eel or just these scary things you're like what i don't know we've like imbued the brand with this it's not the end of the world so people love that too um so we're just like having fun with that and i think that like goes back to like all the brands i loved growing up like volcom or uh ruka and like they were just like doing things that were fun at the time like it seemed like or counterculture or i don't know i remember yeah. or Volcom. Yeah, counterculture did this Groms in the Pit series that we always talk about on Tuesdays for kids that were out of school, and it was free, and you got free lunch, and you got a t-shirt, and I remember that was like, so, made such an impact on both of us, I think, because it was free, and you could like... Yeah, their tagline was live in the pit. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it was in Groms the pit in the series. Pit series, yeah. is what it was called, and it was, it was that kind of thing, like, just perfect tone for the kind of... Uh, and Brandonized generation is like an interesting one if you really get into the dynamic of like how old they are. We grew up like straddling technology. We watched you grow up, right? I know. You, you were there. <laughs> I was there. We were there. But like high school, we didn't <coughs> have phones. If you had a cell phone, it was like one of those Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, like the huge ones. Rick. Or it's like you put it in your glove box if there's an emergency. Yeah, because yeah, you had to pay for every time you dialed and minute charges remember all the yeah. fees it was like emergency only like, yeah like you break down you get you got the cell phone in the glove box and you can call one in, person. in the car it's like a jail phone like you <laughs> get one call <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and 
Yeah, so straddling like that, and we, I, grew, I worked in magazines for years, and like I, I know that part of the culture really well, and then, but kind of when we did What Youth and stuff, it was all like a rebellion against that, right? And so we're like, we kind of sort of download the past and all this stuff, but we sort of, with an inherent bummer, I think are trying to spit out this future that somehow takes into account like a lot of what the youth is experiencing and going through and we try we have like a lot of young kids that are working and writing for us and playing in bands and we want to give them like, that opportunity to do what they're doing and, and that's where these live events have been huge I think yeah well interaction yeah, I mean anytime you could get that energy and that interaction and and I mean live is all you know it's one thing to be good content online but when you could draw that talent and energy and mix music and art and people it's a good vibe especially post like the pandemic and lockdowns and everything i think it was just ripe for it that yeah everyone wanted to get together and congregate and it's do a trip something, like as a group it's a trip because the tribe the the general the teenagers of today like you said like it they live they've lived such a different fucking world you know, with phones and the internet, and you know, it's, it's they're so their attention span is less and less. Like we, as you know, when we were kids, magazines meant something, and you would definitely read magazines, right? Like yeah. you would look at a magazine a hundred times when it first came out, right? And videos, like those, were things that we yeah, like, you sort of memorized them, right? Like they like imprinted harder on you than now yeah you know and the I feel like I'm hogging the mic but one of the reasons we're at this event we do a thing called surf film and that we're doing surf film too which will premiere Saturday night um, and it was like been watching all of the surf film one is online we made that during the pandemic and it was like a reaction to all the <coughs> just Instagram clips of like people had no context of like this whole generation of surfers and how they looked next to each other like Taylor Steele videos, Lost videos, those all like were all you know. There's Jay next to Benji Weatherly next to uh, Taylor Knox, and I knew each style, right? Like I, I knew who my guy was. I knew like yeah, you're seeing them all back to back in one in one format. Cool. I've like, got like all their styles like worked out, and so um, like Myers and I made surf film one as just so we could like sort out all these young kids like. And if you watch that, like, it's so refreshing to see all of them surf I'm together. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, the ending part is, like, Craig, Anderson, and Chippa, and we, like, convinced all these young guys to contribute so they could be in the movie with them. <laughs> and, but there's, like, Groms and, and, like, all these, like, Liam O'Brien's in it before he was on tour, and you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> okay, who's that guy? Um, and we're premiering um, the second one that night, too, and it's, it's to try to imprint a little bit on this generation and show some context of styles and like yeah because it's so hard to get that on Instagram or wherever you're and what I was going to say is like you know Laura was touching on to these events these live events that everyone gathers again that's almost like a throwback of what we used to do back in the day where that's the only time I think that there's similarities when I see the younger kids you know getting together and yeah and Pits still look the same. Yeah, right. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, the same. Magazines and movies and all that stuff is consumed in a whole different way. So different. But when you show up at an event and there's a band playing and mm -hmm. there's a big 
film on the screen like you know everyone's got their iPhones out filming stuff yeah. so maybe they're not watching here they're like watching through their own screen yeah. it's weird it's really weird <laughs> I need a crutch but they still want to be there yeah. they want to experience and you feel the energy yeah. and that's like something that is probably hopefully never going to change yeah. go away so last year was one day it was hectic yeah. and this year three, three days three days is that yeah. so walk us through yeah, that's what? a lot to bite off but I'm, yeah. I'm in let's go let's hear it yeah break it down yeah so we um our first day is it's going august 3rd to the 5th so thursday friday saturday during the u.s open right there at pacific city in the same spot so upstairs kind of be right behind like the bungalow across from uh, where it is ola and bungalow yeah h&m yeah right in all the big yeah yeah, right behind there second story um i mean it's a small little place everybody knows that you'll hear us you'll hear us if you show up (laughs) So during the day, we're going to, um, again, try and shoot a bunch of interviews and things like that with some cool creatives and surfers, skaters, artists, things like that. And then um, around 5 p.m., we have a happy hour. So there's food and drinks. Um, we got, uh, let's see, who's who's coming in there? We got Bonsai Bowls. We got 805, June Shine, and Seaborn Cocktails coming in to to hook us up with all kinds of drinks and food. That's awesome. I think um, Ipono Cafe is going to cater Ooh. one day. Oh. We have a taco guy coming one day, too. Um, Sir Coffee is going to do coffee for us in the more, in the earlier hours. So too. what so, time to what time each you. day? Doors will open around 11. Okay. And it's it's kind of light. That's us filming interviews and doing stuff. But yep. there's going to be a bunch of art and, like, cool stuff on the walls to look at. So it'll be like a gallery. Yeah. You yeah, can just come in. It's a pretty and big space. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like shop, and we'll we'll be interviewing surfers. So if you want, if you're a girl, and then you want to come. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's I mean, that's the, the appeal. Stars. You know, like people to come and interact with their freaking idols that are surfing the event, and to come check out like cool art and you know yeah. whether it's music. You want people to come and hang. You yeah. know. And it's it's cool. It's not like a signing, you know, that they do on Main Street where it's kind of like get in line. There's a hundred people lined up, and you get your poster with the autograph the guys are kind of hanging around yeah so you can actually like maybe have a conversation with them if you're lucky and get to meet them and is it is, it, is there a little photo booth area for like well, yeah, we're gonna have guys? like a whole set built out and like last year i was just snapping photos of everyone that came by and i have like now this gallery of like every pro surfer on our set like so people can come take photos there with their friend like the pros or just for fun because uh, we'll be we'll we'll have merch for sale um, there'll be music blasting and, and stuff to look at. And then the happy hour is kind of the thing, though, if you can't make it during the day. It's like, like from at 5, um, we'll kind of like shift into that mode as the sun starts to set. And there'll be, there's live bands. Um, we've got a band called Mel Gibson. Captain The Captain Finn guys are going to premiere something with Aton on um, the first day, the third. Um, nice. And... Aton's There's a band called Cap- Mel Gibson, and they play a song that's in the Aton part. Um, and Aton's Finns are Captain Finn, so they're gonna come on and um, night two. I'm trying to get this band called Hostels. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna play yet. Come but, on, dudes! Um, it's looking good, and they're they're really rad. They're sort of like Interpol meets AFI or something. That's a that's a such a dated reference, but <laughs> I think your audience audience is our age. Um, but uh. We have a diverse little little more gothy kind of post punk thing. Um, they're really awesome. And then Vegas, 
um, is Saturday. And that band is like the funnest, raddest, I don't know, look them up. It's V-A-G-U-E-S-S, pronounced Vegas. And uh, <laughs> they've done a bunch of songs for videos we've done, and um, that'll be fun. And that's all going to come. If you want to see the bands, they'll probably play between 6 and 7. And there'll be food and drinks. And, and then is the it movies one band go on a night the, each night? Yeah, yeah and the one movie. band each night. And then the movies will go on after that. And the uh, movie lineup is gnarly. The movie lineup is really gnarly. Like, I'm, I'm kind of really excited for that. So the first night on the third, Travis said, Captain Finn has this Aton part. And then they have another part with uh, this guy, Jesse Guglumana, that actually prints, uh, printed a lot of our merch for us. And he rips. He shapes boards and rides his own boards and stuff like that. Um, him and a crew went to Mexico and they just ride all kinds of different cool boards and they scored. Like Do you guys know Jesse's from Huntington? He, and, sounds uh, super familiar. His, but his I'm dad's from Huntington and, and I think they moved to Kauai and he grew up there a lot. Yeah. And then Jesse moved back here. But he's like just one of those dudes that's so like gifted at everything. So he good does. at everything. He skates. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> he like dresses super cool. He makes all his own clothes. Like is he's he, good looking too. Good oh, looking. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's like really nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck that yeah. guy. Yeah. Humble. <laughs> yeah. Go back to Kauai. It doesn't Jesse. make sense across a lot of. Uh, he's ways, got his own but, um, yeah. like art gallery and like screen printing thing. Gaylord Sportswear um, in Costa Mesa, but. Gaylord Sportswear. Yeah, he, he inherited it from his grandma, and she did had it forever. I guess we gotta then, get him on the freaking podcast. Yeah, you should. He's you Jesse. Should. What? Guglielmana. Guglielmana. I interviewed yeah. him for the NSSA guide like fifteen and a half years ago. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, here he is, still ripping. Yeah, I forget the exact name of his thing. It's called Chamber, uh, like two eighty three or something. It's the address, but it's right around the corner from if you know where like Perps is. I think it's like maybe on the same street. Just okay. down the road, but yeah, it's super cool, and he paints all kinds of cool. Yeah, he's shredding the Mexican points. We could get you guys in touch if you guys want to. Get I mean, he sounds yeah. interesting. He's yeah. very. He's all cool. He's probably got some great stories. He's got blue steel. Um, <laughs> um, so we're showing that film. Then the headliner that night is Noah Beshin's new film that he pretty much filmed all last year, and I mean, he like stomped this seven twenty at Rockies, it was like kind of went viral on social media but there's some cool angles of that and then the stuff they did at Chopu like in that Code shit, Red that was so gnarly that like some of the stuff no one's even seen yet because they weren't letting filmers go out there but his filmers snuck out and got this shot of him like on a psychoest waves ever um, psycho- but Noah's gonna post- premiere that there that night it's it's probably gonna honestly be like the movie of the year wow if Sir Film 2 doesn't take so it Noah Beshin <laughs> it's called Noah Movie Noah Movie yeah that kid's a freak. Yeah, so he's a freak. He's premiering that. They're Something in San Clemente water, but he's not from San Clemente. No. Nah. He's got a little bit of blood in his veins. Though. Yeah. A little San Clemente blood. I just, I, I mean, we're going off topic, but just that kid, I just love, like, the way he just obviously rips, but he didn't, you know, he didn't go out of that contest format like Dad did, you know? Like, he just kind of like, I just want to go travel and surf and rip. And, of course, he grew up on the North Shore. What better place? Yeah. But, you know, it just seems like his brother good too. Yeah, he's got a brother. I right? think his brother Skates? is like pretty into skateboarding, yeah. and he's a pretty good skater. And like I musicians, think he's, like, I think they, he's like acting now, and like yeah, I know he models and stuff. Like he's nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of them. So yeah. 
on these events um, or nights, uh, is it 18 over 21, all ages, and then you have... All ages. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just all so ages. we could get that across. It's really and indoor, outdoor, and we encourage everyone. Yeah. Like last year, there's Grom's parents, everybody was there having that, a blast. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was hoping because, you know, it, it, it yeah. seems like... We try to know, do all ages as yeah. often as we can. I mean, obviously, sometimes you can't, but... No, for sure. I mean, it depends. Yeah, you know, you want to serve alcohol, and there's ways to set it up to, yeah. like, cater to the, the adults, but, yeah. you know... You want to, you want to get that next generation, the youth yeah. in there to it's kind really of psych really, them up. Yeah. Weird tea is also another supporter. That's weird tea. Weird tea. Yeah. yeah, they make like tea and water, like all these different cool tea, flavors of tea. So we have soft drinks there too for the Groms. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's important. Cool. Yeah. But um, all ages. Yeah. All ages. Yeah. The brand We're is checking bad. IDs. You check them out. Uh, no, tea. for sure. Yeah. Um. The second night, we have lined up um, a new film from Toasted Media. That's Katie Simmer's little media thing. It's her and her brother. Um, she got some crazy stuff from West Oz, and then I think she's adding a lot of the stuff from J-Bay before the event this year, the ways we're cranking. So they're going to have a pretty cool piece. And then 2%, it's like Kolohe and like all the San Clemente posse has something rad they're putting together for that night. Yeah. And then 805 has a new film called Convergence. It's got Connor Coffin, Nate Tyler, and Grayson Fletcher. So um, how crazy are these names? Sir, rattling off. I'm starting to get overwhelmed. I'm like, up the yeah. Coast, uh, yeah, it's California. like banger, banger, ba- like it's three. like the who's who of the who's who, yeah, all in one place. I'm just excited. Katie Simmers there. I'm like such a fanboy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same. Like she stops like my wife and like anyone who's like watching when we watch. She's like, who is she? Like she's just like so. Like, she's now developed an eye to, like, identify, you know, good style, aggression, all the things that you kind of, like, can't quite identify. Yeah, right. And Katie Simmer, and then she does these interviews that she's so cool. Yeah. Um, that she Eric has, like, Badu, uh, she has like yeah. statement was pretty funny. Oh, she's so good. Um, what did so she good. say? Shout out to Eric Badu. Yeah. Or, just that she even knew that. I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. She's, um, she's epic. Yeah, she's awesome. And, I mean, the... They have an event at Chofu happening, you know, so we were kind of like, hey, it's cool, you're going to show this, but, like, you won't be able to be there, whatever. And she's like, she was like, no, I'm planning on going. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave for to eat the next day so I can be there. For she's things, on so. the scene. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, that's a throwback move, too. by the way, anyways. A lot of kids, uh, who was it? Like, I don't want to say prima donna, but I, I like, experienced that there's, like, this generation that wouldn't show up to stuff like that. Katie Simmer's showing up. Yeah. Like, uh, just remember, like, Taj would film video parts and compete on the tour and be, like, right in the mix in the top five. And then um, I feel like a lot of kids are making this, like, all these crazy decisions. And we should gossip about that later, about John, yeah. John and, like, some different stuff going on. Let's do but that. anyways, um, Katie Simmer's epic. No, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's core. She's got personality. And she's showing up. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and style. Um, and then the final night, we have a new short film from Lost Surfboards that they're working on putting together right now. I think they got a couple more parts to film uh, with Kolohe and Griffin. And then Surf Film 2, which is pretty much featuring um, just about everybody. So I think we have right surf now... Surf Film uh, 2. Like, literally the list of people in Surf Film 2 is, like... And this is what you guys put together, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Blake Myers is in um, the edit bay right this minute. Yeah, or so... We compiled it. We definitely couldn't have done it without the help of like a laundry list of 
people. Filmers. Filmers. Um, filmers I'll just name a few just to give them like a huge shout because they really helped us a bunch. Um, 2% Toasted Media. Super stoked on all the help they've given us. Alex Hayes. Evo Nate Baker came through huge for us. Um, Shane Kreutzer. Andy Woodward. He's the one that made uh, Noah's movie with Noah. Uh, John and Peter King, Jason Kenworthy, and Noah McPherson. I mean, there's there's too many to list off, but those guys really like kind of went above and beyond. Those to dudes help are us like out. the ones that keep our, like the filmers nowadays. It's like they're all like clawing because the way social media like regurgitates their clips is like I don't know. They're not heralded probably as much as they should be <laughs> for all the time spent, and their clips are like now on social media. So it's like. I don't know. There's not a they lot don't of claims, so we're hoping, and we're gonna like feature all of them on the couch and, and talk to the ones that can be there. And um, I don't know. We try to make it like about the creators as much as the yeah, yeah. you know the surfers. Yeah. Because um, we're big on that. Like we, the photographers, we're gonna have come out and um, we'll be chatting to all of them. Well, yeah. that's. I mean, that's such a they're unsung I, heroes. Yeah, yeah, and that's such a good way to highlight some of those. Could you crack open in, the Ashlands? In industry positions, which we try to do, whether it's somebody that's into marketing or design or... I said Ashland. Or, you know, there's so... If you're a fan yeah, of... you could drink an Ashland. If you're a yeah, fan of surfing... Thanks. ...in this industry, and, you know, you maybe don't have the talent to go pro, or maybe you're just a good surfer, or maybe you have the wits to work in the industry. Like, there's, yeah. so, there's so many great... Ashland. Thank you, sir. Um, mango hard seltzer. Yes, oh, wow. thanks, Ashlyn. You like try? These ones are good. I've try. Had the, I've ha- I don't think I've had this flavor, but this. Uh, this is good. Oh, oh, I mean, I'll go Ashlyn. <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid. Anyways, so what I, what I was trying to say is it, to to highlight Thank you. and 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 make those filmers and those people behind the scenes like one valued so and and giving them you know the praise that they should, but. Hopefully they'll inspire and take notice to the younger generation too yeah. to be like, wow, that you know, I want to do that, you know, like I don't, you know, most people kind of go through life and fall into something or they just know like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, opens their eyes to kind of more possibilities to be involved in our industry. Totally, that's what I did. I sat there when I realized that I didn't have a shot based on my MSSA career. I would like sit at OCC. Watching like the planes take off at John Wayne, and I was like, "Damn it, they're going somewhere happen." <laughs> and so I was like, "What can I do?" And I was like, "I guess I could work at a magazine. They probably send you around good enough." And yeah, that's what I did. You know, essentially like cut my losses on Pro Surfer and got to I mean, the books and started doing that. Exactly. Same for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you. How do I travel? How do I go surf good waves? What What job am I? skilled or have a niche or, or an act that got, I could get to that surf spot or that trip. Like we've or been to where, every spot. You know? Between Brandon and I, we've Dude. been to everywhere I ever dreamed I wanted to go. Like, everywhere. I've been to Scotland. I've been to surf Scotland. And, and that's not everywhere. celebrated or talked about enough, you know? Like, everybody gets these jobs, but it's, what what are we doing within this, this industry? It's like, you know, like, how to, besides getting free shit, you know, how do we go and be a part of, like, the global surf community and, and travel and surf. For sure. Whether it's just with a group of fans or through work or, you know, colleagues or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Fam. Yeah. You just want to go surf and travel. And what, think, oh, go ahead. When, when 
people, when we ask people to come on the show, some of them, you know, they're not, they don't have the notoriety of they've, they've never been famous, but we find them to be interesting. And we want to just, you know, have them on the show and because we find them interesting, right? And they're, they're, they have a, they have an interesting story. They don't think so, but then when you bring it to life, you're, they're like, fuck, yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah. You hear them say it. Yeah. But think about how instrumental all those guys, like you mentioned, like Jason Kenworthy made Voluptuous. Yeah. So, so, such a big part of my life. And Taylor Steele and Thomas Campbell, Kai Neville, those are, those filmmakers and, you know, there's a laundry list of them. Those guys are still around and they, they, they shape, they like yeah. molded our vision of, of, but they're like the CEO of that, like, that company, yeah. you know, and they have editors. Of course, they do a lot of that, all, all the aspects of it, but they got other filmers. They got, yeah. you know, it takes a team to yeah. get yeah. and put out something But like when that. they started, they were just like, they, they started out like you. And beyond, like, hey, down there, like, okay. Yeah. I missed their the clip, holy hey, shit. Yeah, like, not knowing what not it was going to be, but what it would, it would become yeah. in, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Putting, like, putting like, 200 video cassette tapes in their car and hitting every shop along the coast from here to yeah. Oregon. Yeah. It's cool to see um, like this project Noah's put together, you know. He's kind of taking a different route than what a lot of kids think you need to do today. It's like, hey, I need to post something on Instagram every day. He probably does a bit of that too. Yeah. But he's like, I'm not gonna put my best stuff out there. Yeah. I'm gonna make something that's gonna make an impact and be bigger than just like, Oh, it went viral today, and then someone does a backflip tomorrow, and then that's the thing that everyone talks about. It's like yeah. this thing is going to be talked about more than just for a day or two. I think. And there's and going back to what Travis was saying, like you know, figuring out what he's going to do with life, right? Mm -hmm. And and remembering your stories, Gilly, like like you traveled, like you know, you traveled the world better than a professional surfer. Yeah, you know what I mean. On tour, <laughs> and this years. guy, yeah, and Gilly was at the, the most. You know, I, I without the pressure of competing, he was there surfing all the best waves yeah. all over the world. And not only that, but the the most historical moments in our history and yeah. moments. You know when, you know, either John John winning or Carissa winning or yeah, you know. But even when you're the, the Hurley guys that you were working for weren't winning, but Kelly and fucking you know yeah. all yeah. the people at the most like you know iconic moments in time a lot of the times you were there. yeah i mean especially the, Front early, the early days when it all like came together with nike and everything was like we had the craziest team there was someone was winning all the time and it was just like i would have to call my i'd have to call pato and be like hey man like this guy just won like we're thinking of going to this party thing it might be pretty expensive like i don't know and he's like no like you have to do that like that's part of the thing like spend the money yeah we're we're spending the money i'd i'd call like hey man just to get approval this make sure is, blessing yeah sometimes i'd do it and then be like hey so man you're gonna be bummed i don't know like this might be a w way too much yeah ridiculous stuff like hey we rented out this restaurant for the whole entire two weeks of the contest and everyone just goes there and like eats but every the, day and brings all their friends and stuff. And but, it was like thirty grand. Yeah. But those yeah, moments, yeah, do it. everyone loves it. It's cool. Like, there's right. only one person that wins, you know, the event. But that celebration, you know, like the the contest scene, or if you're, you know, playing a sport. Yeah. It's not about who won or who lost. Sometimes, I mean, obviously you're gonna do it when somebody wins, but it's that 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 event, that party. 
you know, it like felt that hangout. Like the growing up too, like watching the surf videos, and you kind of see the guys hanging out, and you're like, well, I want to be a part of something like that. And then when for me particularly, we are very focused on this like competitive thing with Hurley, yeah, and champions and stuff. I was across the street in my youth office, like doing the opposite. At those <laughs> at those contests, it's like a lot of the guys didn't want to hang out. You don't want to go surf with them. You don't want to hang out. It was. I was kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. But when someone won, then it was like, hey, the thing's happening over there. Yeah. You kind of see everyone let their guard down, and you're like, this is what I wanted to be a part of. Like, yeah. This is cool. Everyone's hanging, yeah, telling it's, stories, It's so tense during the event, but after, hey, you won. Yeah. We're here celebrating. Yeah. Everyone's stoked, you know? It's a trip because, you know, <laughs> bef- bef- even before Lars' generation, when he got, you know, when he was traveling the world, you know, Sarge's scrapbook, you know, you guys will watch that. Of course. And the way those guys hung and partied and like, that was the allure, right? Voluptuous, like, like what was like the video we watched like when the parents went the, to those, bed. Yeah, the, like that's <laughs> that Lars, like uh, that was Lars' time to shine. Yeah. But that, the, the Sarge's thing, you're like, fuck, They're, I want to be a pro surfer. Yeah. Because Gerlach and Schmoo and fucking, they were so fun. They were raging. But then you see those clips of like the after heat interview or pre-heat interview and Gers like, oh, I'm going to fucking wipe his ass. He is nothing. He's a freaking kook and freaking, yeah, like it's so intense. That's what we need more uh, yeah. now. Right? How is the, so how is the Mick Campbell, uh, yeah. Was it when Mick he fought Campbell? Andy? Andy. 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 Yeah, that was gnarly. And the Potts versus, uh, but Sonny AI. chased someone up, Neko Paterats maybe up the beach at Pipeline yeah. and like, well, it's funny. We just had Shay on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. We interviewed Shay. And oh, Shay's like... Mikey Todd? What's that? Remember that one? Shay and Mikey Todd? Got a no. crazy one. No. Tell us about in, it. I think it was in Durban. I don't know what happened. They were battling in the heat. Like, something happened. And Shay maybe had won the heat. Of course And did. Mikey didn't make it through or something. Or vice versa. I can't remember. But then whoever lost came up while they were getting interviewed on the camera and was like fuck you, you fucking bah, like, went off. It, it's all on video. That's like, awesome. it was all on the webcast. Hopefully we can find that. Yeah. You guaranteed, yeah. <laughs> the photo of there. Mikey Todd at Puerto Escondido when he was 16 is oh, the, the, the reason I was not a pro surfer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, on that pretty trip. Pretty much. I was on that trip. Dude, it was fucking massive. Fuck And that. this little freaking... Where are your photos from 15. that? 15. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I got it. I, I got some. You want to see it? Yeah, yeah, I got some. I, I think, actually I, think I have the... Well, he, he was a goofy foot. I just remember, and go, Paul Gomez was, like, chaperoning all these kids. That's like, we go down there, like... I mean, there's some summers I went in, like, three times a summer. Right. Like, you know, usually a at least part, your parts were two or three bro. trips a year because it's like, yeah. man, just go pack some big barrels and hopefully get a barrel shot. Anyways, but... Oh, the, I remember that scene. But the... Uh, oh, yeah, Ezekiel and the white rash. But, but the... Uh, <laughs> the Mikey, yeah, uh, Todd, he was, like... Charging all down by like everybody surfing Guna. here in front of Zig and Tella, and he paddles down like a quarter mile by himself, just waiting for these lefts. And oh. I was like, "Who's I think he builds kid? furniture now in Maine?" Does he really? Sure, that was the last yeah. check in the head. So, uh, Shay, the cool story that he's saying about Sonny Garcia, right? He's like, "Yeah, you know, me and Sonny were good friends. You know, we fucking have dinner together, we'd stay together, but in the heat, we weren't friends. No, he just fucking like." Turn up, you know you you couldn't fucking, and he goes and he I beat him in big waves and he beat me in small waves. 
go figure. And we're like, huh? Yeah. It's crazy. Sonny's record, I think, at this event is like super nuts. Yeah. When it's small, he did super, super well. Yeah. You'd never expect it, but yeah. Well, no wiggle wiggle turns are just big moves all the time whether it's yeah. two foot or ten foot like that guy's known for like big moves yeah, so a lot of guys are moves. you know skittery and you know doing a <laughs> lot but not scoring because it's just a lot of little stuff yeah but yeah it was definitely always on podium if not like quarter semis final yeah. no we got it's I think the thing that got this I was talking about is like getting in the mix with like pros and traveling the world and like surfing the spots and traveling with photographers and it's all really well documented Brandon and I, I think have really nice photos of ourselves yeah <laughs> that's the part that's under like um, but yeah it's great it's crazy that you get to be a part of it I guess and you know like have all these memories that they're like documented yeah a lot of these filmers are you know some of them are young kids that they probably don't even realize it yet but when they look yeah. back they're gonna go oh my god that was like the Thing ever. I went to uh, Indo with McCullough was like oh, one of my first man. trips and, and like I don't know just that me <laughs> this Huntington little goofy kid got to go hang with Glenn Payne McCullough and Indo like for a week you know like he, and I I have like a rival or I think Rob Machado doesn't like me I have like fun relationships with people because of this job and you know most of them are good um, and such good memories uh, what was the rum shot? Long story. Well, neither episode. Well, he just brought it up. How do you how do you rub well, Rob wrong? Well, that's funny. I don't know, dude. You give too much we, praise. We don't have to talk about it. If you don't no, I don't care. Really, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, there was a little bit. I of just drove by his house today. There's misunderstandings, yeah, and, but we never really buried it. I guess so. It still exists. But Mitch Colburn laughs harder than that, that, that I would have a thing with Rob Machado. <laughs> like, the two mellowest dudes I know. <laughs> it's weird. Hey, I'm mellower than you, bro. No, I'm mellower than you. No, no, no. No, I'm mellower than you, bro. I think it was just the first time I had to stand my ground at the magazine for something I wrote. And was it? he was on the other end of it. Okay. And then... Was it about him? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an article called A Moment Among the Famous and it was on the Surfing Magazine website and it was probably read by like three people it was like when the magazines first started making websites like blog kind of like a they were like blog, blog yeah. they had like no traffic like zero I don't know we, we, the magazine had great circulation but we'd do these web posts <laughs> and I went to New York um, rant for like a surf film festival or something and I was like somehow I was supposed to write a blog post about um, I think Rob's agent at the time set up a meeting like a random meeting in New York with me and the singer of MGMT the band MGMT which was huge at the time Yeah. <laughs> and so we had this like awkward like and Rob was promoting the Drifter weird time in his life I think I've yeah. now finally like come around that, that was, he's going through a lot which he's talked about um I don't know that. I'm like 23. And, yeah. Uh, anyways, we have this like interview with those two, and I'm supposed to sort of curate it. And I was just like, I was with Tom Carey, who you guys just just had on, <laughs> and he'll he'll probably laugh at this too. And we're in New York and we're like having fun, and then we have this like 
somehow this interview set up and Rob's like, I was on CNN earlier and we're like, well, we're just, we have like an iPhone and I'm just going to chat with you. And the singer of like this pop band at the time comes hanging out. And anyways, the guy in the band ended up being like the nicest person I've ever met. And he like is still a friend and I surf with no him way. all the time, like to this day, text and he, when he's in town, we'll go surf and a great friend. And whatever Rob had going on at the time, like, he just kind of blew us off and treated us really weird. And me and Tom found that really weird. And so I kind of wrote about it. <laughs> and it was like a story called The Moment Among the Famous. And uh, it, yeah, it's probably trafficked by like three people. But anyways, well, I, I, I wouldn't take it. it down. I wouldn't take it down. And he hated it. And then something happened at the XXL Awards, which you won't get into. That part sucks. <laughs> In front of Sherman. I, I worked at Hurley at the time, too. Yeah, so he was dealing Rob. with this. And so I was hearing it from, like, Pat, my boss. Wow. And so I so Rob told Pat about this yeah, so or, it or complained. It was a thing. It was a thing that they wanted the article. Uh, Rob, I think, wanted the article taken down or just like, hey, yeah. change these words or something. Yeah. Maybe his agent reached out to Pat and just said, hey, can you guys have any pull? Can mostly, you it, on the agent. it was mostly about his agent, the story. If you go back and read it, it's still, I think, out there. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's like, not a dig on Rob at all. It's, like, a dig on, like, the, the like, agent tried to big-time us, and we were just, like, whatever. This guy was end up Which being really nice. Which reflects on the athlete, and you he, know? Yeah. Like, he's a representation yeah. The rock star ended up, like, showing us around and, and, like, being really nice, which was the opposite of what we thought would happen. We thought we'd be hanging with Rob, and then the rock star would And that's a miscommunication, for sure, yeah. because that's who you're fans of, like, Rob Machado, and you thought that would be the, the connection and the cool vibe, and yeah. then it went to the musician. You know... It's crazy. It's kind of one of those things where Rob's probably having a bad week, Right? No, it, it totally was that. And I don't like. I, I gotta go to New York I mean, and, and talk to and here you are, like, you're a young kid, yeah, yeah. right? 23 yeah. years old. Rob. With an iPhone. With an iPhone. Like version 1, probably. And first but you're, New York and red eyed it straight in. And you're, like, there to have a good fucking time, yeah. right? I did, yeah. And, which you did. Eventually. And you're, you, you get to meet this rock star, and this rock star's got a better attitude than the surf star. So you're like, bro, like. I mean, any surfer that's like, hey, you got to go to New York to do media for, I'm, he's probably was there for a few days. They're probably just like, dude, what? Like, yeah. This, this sucks. And like you said, me he up. was going, <laughs> I'm in. I mean, that Drifter movie. I'll go to New York. Kind of helped him get back into a better headspace. Yeah, the movie was a departure still, too, right? Like, you know I, mean? I remember it like premiered at the thing and I, I sort of rolled my eyes at it at the time. <laughs> and, and like, We've all known that he's come out and talked about yeah. like, that time, yeah. and like, I don't know any of that at the time, and um, whatever. It's not like a grudge. It was just a funny. As Brandon and I like, we have you end up with these like strange interactions with your like heroes. Yeah, and and that's just one of the funnier ones. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of the <laughs> listeners and people don't know because I mean it was a long time ago, but you know, here's Rob, number two in the world, and he gets an injury, mm-hmm. and then doesn't get like. The wild, the wild card, card. The injury wild card, you know, like that leaves Going a mark. Personal stuff, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that gnarly personal stuff for sure. But that is just like devastating, you know, yeah. like yeah, that you don't do that to your marquee like athletes that are you know the most. I mean, yeah, that wouldn't happen today. No, like WSL would go, hey, Italo, you just blew your knee out. If he weren't qualifying right now, they'd go, hey, you're you're in. 
Like Abel Medina sure. the other year. Yeah. If you do the tour, he was going through personal stuff. You're in, dude. Yeah. We got yeah. it. You're, yeah. you're t- you know, back you then. That, they didn't know there wasn't really the the rate, you know, the clicks and ratings stuff they could follow now. But one of the most recognizable surfers on the planet and most idolized, like, and I've seen it firsthand. For sure. Going, and I don't care if you're in Australia, Europe, or Japan, or wherever. That guy drew a crowd like, like, Slater and Machado. Those two. Outshined, yeah. You know, in the water, but on land, as far as people gravitating and making a commotion about. Oh yeah, freaking wild. Yeah, Yeah. that would be hard, hard on uh, your, you know, your psyche. Sure. Yeah. Psyche. I mean, him getting through that period of time. You should with that film. Call him right now and apologize. I mean, of his career so and like funny. showed people this fun. other side. It is fun. I'm not no, being I'm part of the fun. tour. <laughs> I mean, how many? Really cool. Day, right? So we're all still friends. Rob's won the OP Junior like a handful of times, and he's won the OP Pro or the I don't know. I, US I think Open. It was, yeah, the, we should uh, just start calling it that again. OP Pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we, can we, can we, bummer party is the OP Pro yeah, this weekend, yeah, right? Is there a bikini bikini contest? Bummer OP yeah, Pro with party a, with a riot? Oh my god, the bikini! <laughs> That's what you guys oh should have done. Do you believe that those were a thing? They were freaking amazing. They're awesome. Yeah. Sex sells you know when we're buying. Uh, you have a quote <laughs> in Surfer Magazine that stands out to me. Um, Surfer Magazine did why we surf, yeah. and it was literally like everyone's reason why we surf. And Jay's answer was be- for, for the free beer at contest. Do you remember that? <laughs> I probably said that 100%. Like, that was like a great issue. Remember there's like Derek Dorner. Um, his answer was because it's fun and it's him like on like a 200 foot wave. <laughs> <laughs> there's another quote, but it was a stupid, I think it was Tiger Beat style magazine. Like, uh, what was the question? The question was like, do you believe in love at first sight? And Laura answered like, every day. Perfect. <laughs> 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 like happens yeah. to me every day happens or something to, like yeah, that. Yeah, right? Yeah. You have to be in Tiger Beat. Yeah. Happens it was to me every day. Something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Some, some I mean, that, I mean you, you couldn't be too serious. I mean, that's I didn't take it too serious. Like, I got Chris Cote calling me up and doing prank calls on me. Yeah, they, yeah. they made me come in and do like a shape. Like, before Gabriel's like, I'm, you know, promoting products or razor. Like we would do that shit just for like a funny page in the back of the magazine. Like, and I fully cut myself. I never cut myself, and I totally nicked myself. Do you remember? No, but I, I was just thinking of an but, article we did called a Limba Dude. But we do Limba? shit like that's like funny. A Limba Dude. Oh yeah, I remember this. Evan Slater recently hit me up and he was like, "Can you believe we did a Limba Dude? Do you guys remember the show Eliminate? It was like a like a early reality show where it's like three guys and a girl and like." She they go behind the shield. She no, she like elim- she, They go on a date, the four of them, and oh, she eliminates one after part one, and she eliminates one after part two, and then she goes on like a bigger date with the final guy. But Evan Slater came up with like a limit dude. Oh gosh, he's gonna be so bummed. <laughs> but Brandon was one of the candidates on a limit dude. <laughs> Did you get down for a second, third Sean round? Sean Ward, you I can't and remember. someone else. I think Sean, Sean Ward ended up. Yeah, Sean winning. Won. Winning. Yeah. I blocked was it this a video? Out of my was it, what was it? No, I blocked this we, out tried, of my we tried to video him, but it was like pre, just before that would have been a thing. It's like a sequence of photos and like uh, 
like description of like highlights from the interviews or like documenting. It's really funny. Oh, you had to throw that one no, out there. I forgot that I was is... in it. When you first said it, I was like, this is really familiar. Like, I remember this. There's so <laughs> Wait, I'm in so that. Well. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, Xander <laughs> Martin. Was she hot? They, they did one in the Florida. I, I think amazing. she was pretty hot. They did twins in Florida. Like, I think mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Kane shot it. And it was like Xander Martin one. <laughs> um, who else did a Limit Dude? Yeah, I just remember Sean Justin Morgan. Russia, maybe? I don't know. Who was with you? It would have been one other Justin guy. Justin barely Russia remember doing it. He was in the... Um, it was like way back when. Oh, you guys yeah. want more gossip? Oh, God. But those Bobby. are like... I mean... <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're trying to sell at that time magazines. And I mean, different magazines had kind of their target demographic. You know, like Surfer was a little bit more sophisticated and yeah. a little bit more yeah. like... You, you, whatever you know and then surfing was a little more edgier and the trans world came in and they just i mean they hired you know blair and and cote and you know they brought in this like really youthful like group you know that that was more in line with what they wanted to promote and it just everybody had their their niche but man it was like i get these like crank calls and this is like back on landlines and shit and like voice voice recordings like with it was fucking hilarious there's <laughs> got to be tape recorders of it because i mean we you know yeah I, yeah Chris, nothing was like live Chris like have it, it documented i'm sure yeah <laughs> for sure but cote he was he was funny dude he still he, is yeah he, he threw he me under the me about the band that's gonna play the second night of our event today <laughs> i was like so funny he validated it <laughs> that's awesome yeah well you know Let's get back to this uh, event you guys are doing. <laughs> you know, we keep sidetracking, but it's like, gossip, like um, you, you want to talk about surf gossip? Do you guys think John John's gonna stay on tour? Isn't that like the new gossip? That's what I'm. Hearing. I hope so. Of course. You know. Okay. I, can we ask? Does he need to though? Okay. No. Around the room. Top surfer on the WCT. Travis. You Top go first. surfer. Like okay. Gosh. Who's I'm your like favorite surfer? Like, oh, my favorite surfer to watch, Liam O'Brien. Okay, I like love his style. Benji Weatherly was like my favorite surfer growing up. Like I always had like a weird because I just like had little style elements. Benji was fucking his style. He had like that like limp wrist thing on his cutties. Yeah, uh, Liam. But you don't surf anything like Benji. You have. You told me I surfed like Greg Browning once, which that's good too. I'll take dude. Greg Browning rips. And he's stylish. Um, but the I told you that. I think like to, I don't know, 15 years ago. Okay, <laughs> that's a compliment. Um, Liam versus Ethan and El Salvador like was the funnest heat I've watched. I, I'm just like watching guys rip like that. Yeah. Like, that that canvas for those two was like really fun to watch. Like, that heat. Do you remember that heat? It was close, and I yeah. think Liam got him. But those two, that was fun to watch. I so, think I think I watched. I that love one. watching Liam O'Brien. So okay. I mean, Gilly? I think uh, John John's. There's like a few guys that you're like. I don't know what John John does is sort of not, but I like watching. I have a I have a really hard time just narrowing it down to one. Right on the guy's side, I mean, Ethan's just such a pleasure to watch. Like his style is unbelievable, right? I think Griffin has that element, but he also has like the air game that's pretty psycho. Um, and then Philippe Toledo, just at J Bay, you look at him and you're like, dude, is anyone close to that? Like it was just Gosh. a whole other difference in speed and like yeah. how on rail he was with everything and, and but fitting in if I had to pick one turns. gun to my head Griffin Colton I think I like he kind of has everything you'd want 
And he's kind of coming of style. age right now, right? Yeah, and he's just like that guy on the come up. Thing. He's matured for yeah. sure. Like I think that's what you mean by coming of age. Like he's well, surfing has gotten like more. I don't know, like better. Yes. Like throwing more fucking yeah spray, he's doing a, more bit more of a trends. man. Like he's grown into his body. He's not yeah. like a grom. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's like bigger, stronger. Like um, mentally, just all like go go tapped in. What, what were you gonna? Oh, well, I, I, I mean, I'm like you, Brandon. I, I think it's really hard to narrow down to one. I think there's a there's a group that are superior over the, the whole tour, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually the guys that are winning all the time, you know? There's guys that freaking deserve to be on tour, and they rip, and there's guys that are just, you know, good heat surfers. But, like, I mean, the, the cream of the crop, like, you, you brought up Philippe, you brought up, uh, you know, John John, Gabriel, Italo, and, you know, Griffin, and, uh, I mean, fuck, there's just... Is Medina my, off the Medina. list now? My favorite changes almost I'm, every different so event when you see, like, John, if John John's like, on, if John John had been, like, really on at J-Bay, yeah. we'd be going, oh, he's he is the best. Like, if you watch his West Oz performance, you just go, oh, he's my favorite server, yeah. 100%. And I think people's their their picks might change a little bit based on how they're performing and they're you know they're on podium or at least you know there. But like again, Jordy hasn't had a great year. But you watch the clips pre-surf, mm-hmm. post-surf, like whatever during the week, lay days, and you're like, holy fucking shit! Like Gabriel, obviously, like I mean, if yeah. you're gonna bet on any surfer, it's like. Gabriel and Philippe, like those are the two, you know, like I'll put money Something's on those. Guys. Changed right now on Gabriel. Like I don't know what's wrong with him, but yeah. I, I feel like he's lost a little something. You know what I mean? But yeah. they can, you know, guys and that John are John, like God, dude, he's still in my mind the okay. best surfer on tour, and Jack has lost something too. Robinson's kind of lost. He's had a, a couple injuries yeah. this season yeah. that he's kind of been battling through. Yeah, and that's and that's what's tough. Like but again, yeah. you're you're kind of swayed towards like recent performances, and if you get a lot, watch him a lot based on the event versus falling out early. Yeah. You're like you get to see that high caliber. You know, if they're on or if they're kind yeah, of just yeah. nursing. You know, you get to see get all that vulnerability looks. and has, ups has and been, downs. You just mentioned Medina. Has he been in your top? Before my always, top? yeah, um, yeah. There's like a time yeah. when he has nails. I I loved. I call him the most punk rock surfer since Andy. Yeah, like on something. I I thought like he, he didn't give a shit about like what we were what we were podcasting about him. He just like went out and destroyed everyone. Yeah. And I was like, that's the most punk thing you could be doing right now. Like not any not getting tattoos or whatever. He that's he doesn't give a shit, and he's smoking everyone. Yeah, I know. Not that he's like my favorite surfer well, in style, but he, I was like, yeah. he is. There's certain contests where I'm like, fuck. He's, hey, like J Bay that one year. If he would have just landed one of those airs in the center, he would have been right I, there. Hey, you I'll, know what I mean? I'll put my money on it right now that he's going to get third or better at Chopia. No matter he what. Has to. If it's 10, 20 foot or 2 foot. Yeah. yeah. Like, he looks pretty on i think he's changed his boards a bit and yeah. his, his body kind of looks different he looks like he's leaned up a little yeah but i think he's looked really really good he's had a couple maybe unlucky breaks yeah but chopu his record there's it's psycho yeah like he's and he's outside of the five as is john yeah 
like this one matters a yeah. lot for both those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man, it's so subjective, but at the same time, like, you know, there's... I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not that big of a fan of Ethan Ewing. What? And I'm not that big of a fan of Felipe either. I'm sorry. The Ethan one, for, that's the first <laughs> I've ever heard that. No, I, I can, I know what you're saying. He's so, I mean, don't get me wrong, I Nick love Fanning the way... Nick suffer from the same thing, I think. Yes, like, it's a little too polished, a little too repetitive, I a mean, little too... inherent bummer, you're, like, you're... Yeah, just if it was a little yeah, bit just, bigger. Yeah, oh, too, you're that. Too good. You're that guy. No, there's it's like an unpredictability kind of missing. Yeah. Yes. It's all but it is. Is like with those guys. I need like spontaneity, like, and I need you like. Don't know what the fuck's coming next, and yeah. Then like, but then why not Felipe? He's all spontaneity. Yeah, Felipe. Mm. I mean, he, he excites me. Sometimes. I know what he's gonna do. No, he's not. Don't. Don't. I kind of. I kind of. Know what he's gonna do? You know he's gonna drop he's two, gonna two nine fives in every heat almost. If yes, he gets like I know he's gonna do that <laughs> on the same shit that he always does. Have you seen his Which motorcycle? Which is that check the Xbox of every rides motorcycle. Does he? Yeah, he's like what kind of motorcycles? Beyond the water, street yeah. bikes, dude. He dress like this like big Harley thing, like a like, rice rocket thing. Or? No, he's, he's, got, like, he's got like a ninja street bike. That and like a big. He's like all like a hog hogs, yeah. Felipe, Felipe rides a hog. Yeah, that's a wow. Thing. Like his garage, we got to go in his garage, and it's full of like hogs. <laughs> but go, you know. Hey, what about the women's side? That one for me is almost harder. Yeah, there's all this new young crop of surfers that are coming up that I'm like, yeah, wow. There's a lot of talent in there, and then obviously with like Carissa and Steph, the yeah. older, like, the, yeah, the they're older. still like surfing still, as good as ever. I think Stephanie is so fucking good. And that, forever in my mind, the best woman surfing wave I've ever seen surf by a woman is that Bali, that Karamas fucking the hack, that barrel psycho. hack, freaking close out the yeah, ten. Did she get a ten on that? She got yeah. a ten, but it like, should have been like a like a thirty. <laughs> yeah, it was a 50. like full sick gaping barrel. With the closeout smash. With style. With like, style. It is so... And not claiming it, really. And the section she <laughs> hit was super heavy and on yeah. dry reef. Yes, yeah. without claiming it. Just a smile on her face that kind of just said, whoa, I just pulled this off. Well, I just got a 10. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy fucking... Like, I yeah. mean, there's been some... I mean, that rivals some that, of the men's stuff. Yeah, that closeout turn was, like you said, like, for sure. Critical. Yeah. And then it was a wave about, of uh, consequence. Carissa's wave at backdoor in the in the pipe the Vans Pipe Masters event. Yeah. This year that was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They're, they're, Psycho. Yeah. She didn't get a ten on that. I think they gave her like a nine nine three or something. Yeah. I think it's expected it on the men's side of how good in in you know, whether it's turns. Air barrel, whatever, but the girls in the last few years, oh it's just the, the way they stepped it up is even like crazy. Uh, Molly, uh, Picklum, yeah, Pinkus. she's fucking ripping. She yeah, does cool. huge turns, like, and she kind of like does big airs and stuff, yeah. but like, Sierra's not on tour, she's a, she's gnarly. I haven't seen enough charges, does big airs, and Sir Film One, go check her part. Yeah, say it again. She's in Sir Film One. So okay. Her, check it out. Yeah. yeah. And well, her dad. I that, mean, she, that, um, she and like, I mean, and Jackson Doran, kind of that second generation where they're like superstar families that just travel like yeah. contests or they're going to make the tour. 
both of them. You know, yeah. like if you kind of have those parallels of like just gnarly dads and sort of families and just, I mean, you follow them on social media, like they're living the best life, you know? Yeah. Like some kids are, you know, chasing the tour, trying to make shit happen. And they're just like, I'm not ready. I'm just going to travel and well, freaking like, go surf in the, the same way. The Kalohe syndrome yeah. could come into their lives. Who? Kalohe? Like, yeah. Kalohe was on trips with Andy Irons when he was seven to Mexico. You know, like, he was on the trilogy trip, practically, with those yeah. guys. Yeah, he, he was... And, you know, I love Kalohe. He's, like, one of my best friends. But he, he competitively, I feel like he hasn't been, He's never translated it to what he was capable of. And I think a lot... Who knows... But he is the same thing, right? Like he's a freak my whole life, and he still is a freak. And I'm not taking that away, but there's um, when you're when you're like uh, subject to the to the surf scene for that long, and that's why Chloe is so interested in so many other things. And he hits me up about books and music and things because he's just like, please anything but like tour talk. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and I hopefully you know I don't. Know I am so fucking bummed that. He got ripped off in that final that he should have won. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, that was, that was right. Yeah. yeah, that was so hard to watch. The whole beach. I was there. Is that Durant? You were there. Oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, the whole and beach was like gutted. It's yeah. so, that was so like fucking blatant. I mean, yeah, it was pretty hectic. It's so hard that these guys put so much into it. And this is like kind of what I think the John John like rumors and debate is going on is like, and Medina and the Wave Pool, like all the judging and like, what they have to hang their lives on something on an air that Chloe won that heat right like yeah. somehow there's like these point things that's why competitive surfing is so tricky and I the future of it is on feels shaky because wave pools too I honestly I don't know what the WSL is up to I, we, we have do. you surfed a wave pool yet? Could, that gets a whole podcast right no, there. No, yeah. it, the, the, it the, is like, another whole podcast. Yeah, they have for eyes. Sure. They own wave pools. They have eyes on wave pools, and that's how, what competitive surfing could potentially look like in the future. And I don't know. I don't know. It's in a weird place. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it at this. Bring back the Challenger Skins events. Yeah, those are You know? Those were cool. Like, the Billabong, like, Challenger yeah. Series. We just kind of know who wins. <laughs> like, we're like, right off the bat. They're like, like everyone. Okay, there's you know, and it could be not tour guys, and it could just be the most influential surfers, and be like, hey, we're gonna go camp out here for two weeks, and we got shit of money, and David you guys just go out them. fucking. Rip. <laughs> no, you know, again, like we love the like UFC model. Brandon and I talk about this a lot of like cards, like where you create like a card for a for a matchup. Yeah, yeah, you get like you could get Noah versus Noah Dean versus. Dane Reynolds, you could get and it could, Carissa versus Katie Sim. I don't know. You could like pair up like these different challenges. There's a lot of holes in that 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 I need to work out. I really no, but it's something fun like that where yeah. you really get to. It, it, it should be fan base or just kind of matchup base based on history of how they you know like yeah. some people have like that real rivalry in New Jersey and some like dude these two might never put a jersey on in yeah. a heat. Like, you know, why don't we get them together? It's you know? crazy to so think there's a lot that, of variables that you could. You know, John, build on. John, and Kelly have been on tour together for however long, and Gabriel, but they've only matched up head to head like two or three times their entire career. So, yeah, and, and when it happens, it's like that Kelly and Rob thing where you're going like, "Hey, everyone will be at the beach. Oh, everyone gosh. will turn it on." It's. 
that and that's what I you know surfing I mean the tour is great and you know there's a lot of different you know wave pools are great I don't think it's great I'll, I'll, say, for the contest, I'll but say the final five. come on dude wave pools are awesome no, no have you done it yet no. they're awesome but I, I mean I'd rather he, he this guy I've been invited a bunch I'd rather people. see the guys in a, a there's so many great waves around the world than competing at the Kelly Slater surf ranch I'm not talking about competing I'm just saying surfing. oh no they're awesome but I'm just surfing the wave pool is fucking no amazing. I can't imagine they're probably so fun it's so fucking amazing I finally got to surf Waco uh-huh. holy shit Kelly's is better. Ke- Waco is super fun. I've got to go to Kelly's a couple times uh, to watch most of the time, but um, I got to surf it maybe two or three different times. But I'd get like two waves each time, and it's like stressful, dude. It's so stressful. <laughs> you le- you leave more bum. I-, I felt like on the wave that you messed up, yeah. Than on the wave that you made. One hundred percent. I got a wave from like. It's a mind the end that I made, and I was like, "Whoa, that was sick! I'm so stoked! I'm gonna, try, get a, there I'm gonna try a little harder next." How do you get? How do you get back fell, to it? And I'm like, "That's the only thing in my mind is the wave I fell on." I left, and I was like, "Oh my god, I blew that wave!" Like, hey, I'm not gonna Travis, get to do it. Laugh at this. I've been there maybe like ten times. Wait, how many times? Like ten times. Ten, ten times. This guy. Yeah. Oh, you get. You got the. Pass. You have rich friends. How many times you got hurt there? Twice. No. Twice. Oh god! But the, the only time I paid, I only got four waves, and I fell on two. <laughs> oh no! You paid? That's an inherent <laughs> bummer. Yeah. Totally. We should make a show well, of you. Like, just watching. I go fell by. off my wave Jeez. at the pool. Hey, so, dude! When I went, there was a couple guys that missed their wave. I missed the wave there. Missed them. He missed a the couple wave. times. A couple it of hurts. times. Yes. That it hurts hurt. bad. You want to cry, dude. Yeah, when your day happen. is ruined. Um, I will say back to the final five thing and the card, like creating the card thing. That's one thing I think that it that actually is cool about the final five is those matchups don't always happen because during the season those high seeds they don't meet up until you're in the semis or finals yeah. usually. So I just that's what's cool. I, there's something about it that I feel is not right. Yeah. spectators Still, but. more action and not just do best two out of three in the final every matchup should be two out of three mm-hmm. I yeah maybe I think that, that should be a just, whole separate just to give thing like, to even give. if it stretches across two days like or whatever like give these guys like a like multiple you know opportunity I think that the tour should go back the same way it was with whoever wins the most contests whoever has the most point wins at the end and then there's like an all-star weekend that's a playoff. Yeah. Like the top Throw five. these guys a bonus. Right? Yeah. That way you have like the a, true spe- winner. T- a true winner. Yeah. And Points. then it's a cool like thing where, because you know that the all-star games, they all suck. You know? No one's really. No one's really like, watching I don't want to get hurt, but I'm but here probably because I'm getting paid If you did the top five surfers, we're going to watch that. Right? Well, back in the day when Hurley first sponsored the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open was in this weird period where they just had like random Wallex sponsors and stuff like that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, we're getting called by Wallex. No, I know. <laughs> Panasonic. No, it, and it was just like an interesting No, there was time. yeah, just there was 25 headline sponsors for it, but no one really like owned it, you know? God, Hurley um, really owned it. Hurley <laughs> came yeah, in and and was like, "Hey, why don't the best surfers in the world come to this event anymore? Like what it what about it is like a turnoff?" You know? And so 
between uh, a guy named Jeb Sequeiros, uh, Pato. I don't know if Evan Slater was there, was it there yet. He probably I was. Think so. Yeah, he was. Um, and that group and our marketing team at Hurley, we started to put together a plan to like, hey, let's bring the best surfers in the world back. And so we created this All Star Weekend. And it oh shit! Came along with like. You, you know, guys did an All Star Weekend. We did. We had like I think it was like there was ten that got invited into the All Stars, and so like Mick Fanning came back, Kelly came back, you know Julian Wilson. I don't know if he was on tour yet or not, but he was there. The owner of Rob, Rivia Projects. The owner of Rivia Projects. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys brought it back from the dead. So it was. Hurley. They did. Hurley. I think the yeah. year before there was maybe two surfers on the CT or maybe even none that showed up, and then it went from. I think it was 44 at the time. I think there was 42 of the 44 surfers on tour came back and surfed in the event. Um, but it just took a lot of persuading. Pat was, you know, the guy on that side of, like, yeah. making all the phone calls and talking to everyone, and, but offering, like, a cool package. Like, hey, we're going to put you up at this hotel. We're going to make it fun for you. You can bring your family out. We got Disneyland tickets for the kids. Yeah. Whatever it took, you know, and um, – it was cool. It was it was something different, and and the wave showed up. Remember, it was like really big that year. Yeah, I think Simpo won that first year. Then MGMT really played, big. and MGMT there was riots, and then the wave exploded. But there were like yeah. mini riots. They weren't like nah, yeah, they gnarly were, riots. It was a bunch like, of teenagers right and yeah, like, like pushing like girls' butts over. and titties yeah. and stuff. Okay, yeah, it was definitely. We got to throw it back to John John and Connor O'Leary. He. Oh yeah. Where. At JB, oh, the last yeah. one that was I controversial. I saw Connor O'Leary and that he lost. <laughs> Connor O'Leary, the video I saw, he's like, "The hell, I'm, nah." So yeah. you think he he lost? Connor? Yeah. Yeah, you kidding? I think the Connor. Heat. I feel like any when they announce it, Connor's in the shower and yeah. like laughed when they announced that he won. He's like, "What?" Yeah. Of course he was psyched, I think he was surprised. I will say, Connor did some of the biggest backside turns of yeah. the oh, entire of event like it was crazy me yeah. too so sick and it's it's, Him it's like hard Kalanen to fucking a yeah, yeah. oh They're yeah gnarly. they were going Kalanen up went off. fucking upside like, down did he lose to medina maybe i don't know i think he lost to medina and i think Kalanen actually should have got the nod there okay um, but anyway but that john john leary because i watched that is the coolest dude on earth and then i was like not paying attention i'm thinking it's done fucking John John won that heat. Yeah, and then I, I I don't even think I watched Connor's last wave. I just thought it was done, and then and then I heard that oh shit Connor got the score. Are you kidding? And then I watched the, the replay. I'm like, how did he get the score? There's no way if you put John's first whatever eight and then Connor's last together that Connor won. The old the, yeah. the last maneuver of that wave was gnarly. Connors. Yeah, yeah, no, I think Connors that last was sick. Way finishing, sicker than but, but, your, but the whole was, wave though was not. Yeah, the you're score. you're setting a score line based on like how the heat opens and where the you know so yeah. it's like matching it feels up. Weird that they didn't like review it, right? Like I don't know. Well, they, it like, seems like, like when they put them side to side when they know they got it right, but when they have sometimes they'll open up the heat and go, hey, John gets an eight five, okay, boom, and then. They score something a little bit different at the end to go, oh, hey, who should make this heat? Yeah. They, they do that. You know, they go, hey, maybe we went a little high there. We need to kind of like bring in stuff yeah, back down. Little, yeah. little who should make the heat? And then they go, okay, this guy should. We got to give it just a little more. Yeah, that was weird. That was a trip. Gossip. 
why did Elo get let go? Oh, we're going. We're going in. Yeah. Do you, do you guys know? Do you know the inside scoop? We probably not know. at liberty to talk. We probably ah! We probably know more than most people, but it's still pretty like it's pretty incredible. There's a lot yeah. of rumors. There's a it's lot of incredible rumors. that they've kept okay. This tell quiet. us what the Which rumors are. Yeah, it's not coming from your mouth. It's just rumors. You, yeah. You're, what, you're what are the rumors? Uh, I'd rather not say because, look, there's some pretty like. It's it's pointing the finger, and I don't know if it's true or not. I don't want to be oh, okay. the one spreading false yeah. stuff because yeah, it, that's true. It, some of it's pretty heavy. And so it's Trap. like, hey, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna say, I'm fine. I don't know anything. But, but do all we I'm gonna say is, do we expect like, something to come out like publicly eventually? Well, Chad Smith is in Brazil right now, chasing him down, trying to figure it out. <laughs> Surf journalist. I saw that post he put. Is he still in Brazil? He's in, yeah. Elo's still in Brazil. Oh I, no, I think it's a joke. But, oh. um, yeah. Chaz is chasing down the story because there's a lot of weird rumors going on, and it's, it's so weird. I mean, like, the corporate world is so funny, right? It's like it's all dumb. just like a big, a bunch of like mannequins, like saying stuff, and um, <laughs> we mannequins like, saying yeah. stuff. Well, like, yeah, um, we're not gonna get the real story, but we're gonna all find out eventually. Yeah, what well, that's what I mean. I'm, yeah. I'm just surprised yeah. it's taken this long. No, it's it's, it's incredible. It, it that is they've... shocking that whoever does know has kept their mouth shut. I is amazing. So I, it's got to be a really tight circle, and those are really worried about the repercussions within that inner circle. That's what I'm thinking. Like meaning job, or you yeah, know, yeah. like you're gonna be exiled out of you know WSL or yeah, you know whatever. Which is weird. Yeah, like what sort but, of like but, empire are they protecting? That's when it goes into like wave pools. And there's Saudi Arabia like a uh, wave pool they're building. Yeah. <laughs> I, my wife's coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah, interested I'm, to know. I'm deep, but I'm almost more interested to know is like who's gonna Who? move into that role. I, I campaign to be it. Did you? Out, if I, they're yeah. yeah, if we can vote as like surf fans, like I, I, I announced my candidacy for I'll new put in. Can I, uh, can, let's just throw it out there. I haven't thought about like read, it. read who, my campaign. Who? What I'm running on. I would on say the okay. I'll, I'll, Pete Mel, Barton Lynch. Um, uh, Slater, you know, like they just yeah. hang hang it up and take over, you know. Um, God, be well, so we're gonna sad. go back to like Slater. There'd be so much be stuff so that he would to do that. he would be really good at, obviously. But Who? there's so Kelly, Kelly, okay. He'd be really good at saying, "Hey, we should do this," but when it comes down to like, "Hey, you have to go to here," it's not gonna be fun. It's meetings all day. Like he's not gonna sign up for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't. End of day. Go yeah. hang out. Yeah, he should not do that. Like, but, you know, should I have want him to stay on a bigger role. Have a voice, have a voice <laughs> in there. Have a voice in there and be a guy behind the scenes that is going to direct, like, yeah. for sure. Well, and I, I think he probably will be that, right? What I'm saying is I don't think it should be a, a particular one person. I think it should be maybe a board, you know? That yeah. kind of well, collectively. Sort of, it was funny that, like, we put everything on CEO Eric Logan. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, what kind of puppet did we make him? Like, yeah. it was so weird. It's it so. It's such a crazy. Uh, all, all the decisions that have been made for the world tour, you would think, okay, they brought him on to make it more mainstream, right? And they tried to make it more mainstream. And it was like close, but no cigar. Yeah. 
as it's it always was like been. so Until you have 100 foot waves at Nazareth on TV like people Dino and Dino said this to me one time he was like at T Street with one foot and he's like no one gives a shit about the air that Chloe just did the like slob grab and that's why the wave pool thing is like I don't know if like the mainstream finds that that interesting the 100 foot wave documentary on HBO is fascinating be- and it's well done because it's 100 foot waves like fucking yeah it's really easy for the mainstream to grab that and, and big waves will always well you like, need extreme like to you sell. can that's horrifying where like the technical shit that we're talking about in this room is so hard for but, but X Games is grasp. successful they've been able to package that you know I know like, well that and it goes across those the are country, like country though too so many people can landlocked areas which maybe the wave pools will bring that you know in a few years from now when people get into surfing that don't have the ocean near them but the kelly pool as fun as it is to surf and sometimes it's fun to watch it's monotonous it's monotonous and it's it's hard i'm i'm a huge fan but i have a hard time just like putting that on and just watching everyone's wave after wave yeah there's probably five sab high surfers yeah that was fun yeah there's probably five surfers that but that's a whole that i really want to watch when they surf i'm I'm sure that's fun yeah 100 percent but I, it I'm, sucks because it's repetitive. you know you have this guy Elo and his you know resume has all these like oh you know what I mean like it's a it's literally a oh yeah oh magazine <laughs> hey, 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 hey you guys are hilarious but jokes. you know it's like it's supposed to be something that will take us to the next level. And then all of a sudden, it's not, and he's fucking out. Yeah. You know? Well, and it sucks because you're just like, fuck. Because we want it. Again, the WSL. We're part of this industry, and we love the culture, you know? And we want it to be. But, you know, coming from your guys' perspective, like, WSL is a contest association. Like, you know, like, that's, they want to crown a champion. Like, that's what it's built for. Yeah. But there's so much more that I think they could do a better job on, you know, behind the scenes, you oh, know, yeah. highlighting event like destinations and, and, we, we and lay book. days and having that kind of, you know, where you're, you're more involved on the people than the result kind of like that is it, the, the results always going to shine in those heats and the, the time frame. But like there's got to be yeah. more depth to what they could do with that talent pool they okay. kind of own. Like, the, well, we, those we, athletes are at that destination for two weeks or yeah. ten days or whatever. Like, we need you on the lay day. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And everything they've done, you know, has yeah. fallen Make short it, of, like, the goal or our, or our expectations. But I, as a fan, that's what I'd want. I want to... Yeah, yeah. You and watch I, and UFC I've told, and you see, like, embedded the week leading up to the fight yeah. you get to follow these people and watch yeah. their training camp and everything about them it's fun it's exciting I'm yeah. a bigger fan of that now because I know what Conor McGregor likes to eat for breakfast or whatever yeah. it's interesting that, that but also the destination like you know you gotta promote and a we lot of these people picking up the yeah. tab yeah. are the countries or the towns or the you know yeah. the, the government and it's like sell this place you know, this event's only here for two weeks out of the year. Like, come and, like, make yeah. it, you know, like, there's a, not just the surf, but the life and the, the culture and everything else. Like, there's a lot of cool ways you could kind of the, dig into that. I will say, uh, you said it's all falling short. I will say that there's a couple things they've done that have not. I think 
the webcast is actually it's, it's amazing. It's kind of better than it's ever been to yeah. watch surfing. Yeah. You know, to to see it. I think. Um, oh, the eight. When the waves are, are when the waves are good, we don't complain too much. Yeah. And when they, when they get the the windows right, it, we don't complain too much. There's certain events where they have like some different com- different uh, commentary team. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think there's guys like a Rabbit Bartholomew that just brings so much uh, to the yeah. conversation. Yeah. That he needs to be utilized more somehow if they can. You yeah. know. Um, and well, it's I authenticity. Know, I think there's, and, there's and, more people, uh, like former oh, he's, pros he's that have been at that level yeah. that could go on there and bring a lot of authenticity to it yeah yeah um, and the other peripheral peripheral things that they try to do to um bring more attention to the personalities and create i don't know excitement around pro surfing and ultimate surfer right yeah didn't watch it because i didn't want to be sad <laughs> but that was something that could have been really fucking stupid but great for the for yeah. the you know I thought I was gonna eat my words on that like you know like I thought maybe that would be really entertaining you know like the real world or something You're like eh, and then it, it's really it, awesome it, it hit certain people surprisingly it was kind of successful but fuck if they would have I don't know. I don't know what else they could have done. The aesthetic it of just like been locking better. them in this little It could have been better. But it was a it? nice attempt. Now, you got to drop them on like hold on macaronis for Hold like, on for yeah. That would have been yeah. rad. Yeah, naked or Tabaro Island, right? Surf Ranch. the Surf Ranch just didn't make any sense. That's a little okay. desert like, dude, challenge. That's one thing, right? And then and then the um God, man, the first one was sick. The we the long challenge? No, no, no. The, the the documentary on the tour where oh make or break make or break make or break that the was great. first season was insane and the first episode of second season was insane and then the rest of it kind of sucked yeah right yeah I think even the first season like there was just some of the surfers that didn't want to fully like let that whole crew into their life as much and that was hey, you, you need yeah. WSL yeah. needed to pull that card and go hey we have to have this like this is just like but I don't know maybe I don't know what the surfers said about it but yeah. there's definitely times where it seemed like they there was a lot of red tape around and they got what they can get but it wasn't as good as what they could have done yeah. if someone just fully let them come right in yeah because that first season I was like kind of riveted well, that's what, that's going back to my point where I think the WL, WSL is underutilizing what they have at their fingertips and and, yeah. and creating whether it's you know destination content or behind the scenes content or drama you know like real life like you don't need to write a, a fake script for like you know reality TV you have it just got make make the athletes kind of open up a little bit plus yeah. the Thank you. <laughs> that, that first episode of the second season, you couldn't have scripted a better fucking intro to the season with Kelly winning the contest. And yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was like, I whoa. Thought it, I thought it was rejuvenated right then. Like, yeah. The, the past and the present meeting in this like <laughs> gladiator pit of pipe. But what do we know? We're just fucking surfers. Yeah, I guess. We are just yeah. fucking surfers. But, but it's, it sucks it's because the, everything else after that, you're like, oh, man. Like, do all... 
people are they do they spend so much time as we spend maybe i i spent <laughs> like criticizing the league like a I lot try of people to find, do because i watch football i watch basketball i watch all these things like do they exhaust themselves like we do? No, because we're, you work in the industry. I guess I'm like, yeah. We are part of the industry. I think that's why we... Yeah. We're definitely we're a little bit more in a, uh, in a biased way. We're a little bit more... But like, people who don't and are trying discerning. to get into it, they'll hit me up and be like, what is this? But yeah, it's tough to, I guess, in context. I'll it never just, quite it just seems like the WSL for the last few years has been trying so hard to to do things to get to that next level that you have to stick your neck out there. You have to yeah. take a chance on something. Yeah. And it was I just think they alienated like us a lot. They they came in hot and it seemed like they alienated the brands and like maybe yeah. the core. Yeah. And then they went, Hey, okay, we gotta kinda bring it back and I think they've done a pretty decent job at some of that stuff. Yeah. Well they gotta sell but it to the non demic like, They're trying know. to reach that next like market of eyeballs and they're sticking their neck out trying things and some of it's but the contest resonated a little bit some of it hasn't it's crazy it they just, messed with the format though, but right? they, you know it's yeah. like you know too many changes where they could have looked at the industry as a whole and be like okay i like what stab's doing let's just knock that off and, and take over you know or have them or do it. you know hey like i bring up these challenger like look you know bring in a good collective you know like body that yeah they look looks, outside a lot yeah just yeah. I mean, as a spectator, the contests are great, but would I like to see a lot of other matchups that maybe aren't on tour or just guys that don't get to meet up in other formats or expression sessions or air games or air shows? Like, there, you know, where's the big wave tour? And you know, like, there's there's so many subcultures within the, the industry that definitely gravitate. But when you are just here, like in one like plateau where they're the WSL like contest scene is and then you see these spikes where they put together dart you know stab in the dark boom you know and then a, a, an air or, game or uh, the boom or big wave here but those need to bring up like they just need to be involved more the, and I think the WSL I mean, should crazy do it. that they don't right Tudor got like you know slapped on the wrist from WSL for making a comment about something I, I don't remember what it was exactly but and that his whole duct tape thing at US Open one year it stole the show it was yeah. like the coolest thing that happened at the whole event and it's, it's, it's become not, its own thing yeah, right? it's become its own thing and it's like the WSL could have easily gone hey we want to partner with you and have this as part of the tour and had something like really cool that's alternative that these lay days don't have to have nothing happening. Yeah. They can have yeah, totally. other programming yeah, going yeah, on, you know? Yeah, um, that's and, and I mean, point. that resonates with more of the general folk than these, like, one percenters that are you know, doing these crazy, you know, air, you know, the guys on tour, 0.0001% of the surfers. Yeah. Which we all admire and love to watch, but it doesn't resonate. Like, when you, you know, like, the, the stuff those guys on the longboards are doing is still beautiful to watch but it's a point zero 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 one percent of like that longboard for sure area. but more people could identify because that's kind of the, the realm they're in too yeah. so but it's like out of like people at the wave pool the most fun <laughs> i've had watching anyone ride the wave i mean felipe is amazing but alex knows on the wave pool i'm just like dude i want to do that right and he's like not doing a lot he's just getting really barreled and like couple like soulful looking turns and it's just like the coolest thing ever his hair whips 
His hair whips. <laughs> hair whips and cheater fives and like front side layback things. But you gotta have it's cool. Yeah, all of that highlighted weight. because it only is gonna benefit the sport. Shouldn't like a like a waiting period be like for the weight pool? Ex- no, a waiting period <laughs> for for like a contest, right? Tahiti's coming up. It should yeah. be like we as surfers should be looking forward to that because there's like this block of entertainment. It's like the Olympics. It's like okay, we're gonna like log on day one of the waiting period. It might be a heats and it might be like entertainment I don't know like there's programming and it feels like they like dabbled with that I mean they hired us to to do these pro I don't know how many WSL employees listen to this but <laughs> they hired us to do the profiles we profiled every man and woman on the tour Brandon's like Rolodex came in and we did their profiles that are on the WSL YouTube and the first one we did as a pilot was Kolohe and we you know like tried some stuff with him to show you like who Kolohe was and you know they they wanted it to be like pulled back and, and be like more generic I guess we like had fun with the shoot and it felt like you got this like really cool portrayal of Chloe and we wanted to do that with all of people not like crazy just just yeah. kind of like candid moments with them so that they could play it during their heat and you could like get this sort of context of Chloe or anyone that's in a heat because um, I think context is like huge with when you're watching if you you know we want to know what yeah like um, show the personality and but i yeah i think there is an opportunity where you log on and it's like you get a week of tahiti and you're you know we we did trip of a lifetime show with them last year as well with wsl yeah um we've done work with them that was like it's on the right path i just don't i don't know what what like missing link like we loved the trip we did we had Connor o'leary and jackson baker like in tahiti with uh billy Laura kemper and, and billy Laura kemper like like going around like on lay days doing like stuff with the locals and hanging out. That's what out. I mean. Yeah. Sell, sell the destination. It and was like Promote, like, because yeah. how much is, you know, Tahiti, Air France, or all the, you know, whatever sponsors that, you know, are trying to promote, you know, tourism, right? Mm-hmm. I and mean, all these stops. There's yeah. such cool destinations and there's so much going Especially on. Especially a place like that. There's so much going on. You get, like, a kid like Matahi who can yeah, he, show you, like, a million cool things about Tahiti that you never thought and, of, you know. And be like, hey, look, you could come here and have a great trip with your family or just the average surfer. You don't have to be this fucking daredevil, yeah, you yeah. know, Chopu. I know we're we mispronouncing got, it. Like, sorry. Okay. We're, 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 we're butchering it. End of the road. Um, easier to say. But, like, Ch- that, you know, again, I think they've, they've got to do a better job of... That trip of a lifetime was actually, like, a perfect example because we got skunked as hard as you can get skunked on waves and still like, scored I think we we were there for 10 days and maybe surfed once Papete. and then had the I made the guys I was like hey we just need something of you guys in the water like take the jet ski out and just like tow each other around it was pouring rain and just like not really breaking we went to like bad pass or something like that like where the only spot that like kind of sucks something in when there's no waves mm. and towed each other into a couple like bad waves but we did s- but us there yeah. had a great time and it's where I really got to hang with Connor O'Leary and Jackson Baker who are like two of my favorite surfers now because I context. have that context, like all that context where I'm like yeah. oh these guys are yeah. insane they're so funny they're the nicest dudes take some off the tag go up to the waterfall you know cruise yeah. around literally you know, we like, did that like, it's like yeah. all documented but, but <laughs> somehow no one's seen like it. you don't it think sucks. these guys on tour Mr. Snuffies aren't gonna surf, like surf have lay days and go do three cool shit yeah, yeah. yeah. we're know? going on like, tour <laughs> anyways I, I think the stab thing like 
you said bring in stab and bring in like uh, industry players like the the tour used to bring in the brands and the media because we were like a like a, a circus you know like yeah. we had to you gotta have that ecosystem and sort of they alienated it it seemed like and they, yeah and they, and they tried to elevate it above us which you know that doesn't rub anyone in the surf industry right you're like oh you're gonna like bring in the Oprah CEO and like do this it's like no we want to have fun and travel the world too. and we want to like well, hang out the brands used to kind of run they used to own yeah it was the almost event. like yeah. the power was almost and so reversed. it was like a competition of between the brands like hey who can make their event the best yeah and have that programming and something to watch and like the, the surfers came and were like hey we're psyched show? to show yeah. up at this event because we're gonna yeah. get treated like you know kings or whatever yeah queens we they need to figure out how to include the brands that want to be part of the tour. Yeah, it's weird that they're not involved. Well, right? And, like, and I like when a brand, whether it's a Hurley or Vans, takes over and that's because they could afford it and it's cool. But I'm okay with getting all the brands, like the Jacks Pro, where they're getting the collective of the industry together and yeah. it brings like more of that community. Yeah. And, and that's fine too. Like, just, you know, as long as we could hold kick-ass events yeah and and share the burden the or jacks, somebody could do it the jacks one's super cool it's a small qs event but all those brands are down there and every brand is like activating in their tent and yeah, they're trying to I mean. outdo the next one because they want people to come check it out and you get it's that it's like a healthy competition yeah like what well, you know yeah cool. back in the day back in the day you're old when it was ips shit right it was international professional surfing Dude, we I weren't alive then. It, it was Sunkissed. Yeah, it was it, the 70s. The sun kissed, it was, uh, I think that's when uh, and then PT, Budweiser. PT and anyways, <laughs> Smirnoff, yeah. Sunkissed, like it was all non-endemic brands, but it still worked, you know what I mean? And then when, when the surf brand started you know, make it becoming money, a, take a, a big industry, they started doing it. You know, yeah. Quicksilver Pro. They kind of alienated and want to be more like. But mm-hmm. there should be a combination of non-endemic and endemic. You know, like it. It's, it has to be. Yeah, I mean, it has to be, and it should be, and it, yeah. I mean, everybody wins then. You know, like. Everyone wants to promote their company, hey, their brand. We all we all talk on the phones. We all drive cars. We all drink alcohol. Yes. Like, let's get the fucking money. Let's go party. Do you, guys, do you guys get into this every No, every just week? with you insiders. No, for, I was curious because you guys would probably get called. I don't know. Like, Yeah, there's good ideas. Yeah. Around. We don't do yeah. that anymore. Do you know, um, we all work at home. And we yeah. don't like last, <laughs> last weekend, Kolohe put together this this contest Dude, called the two percent uh the two percent classic so it was like it's kind of board riders format where two groms would would uh kind of be the team captains and they they did a draft like a like an nfl draft for their team and it was you had to draft a is junior. it just san clemente people it was anyone could enter but it was a lot of san clemente kids there was a couple kids from santa cruz dana point uh huntington um but once it was full, it was like, hey, that's, you know, cut off. But uh, you draft a junior surfer that were all uh, invited. So Kolohe kind of handpicked, like... Was there rounds, like, pecking order? Yeah, so you'd go, 
like yeah, you you get first draft pick, and then I'd get second, third, fourth, and then you get fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. So did it's they kind did of that snake on the draft. beach, or they did that previous? They did that the day before at okay. Stance. So everyone came up there. Chloe put together these goodie bags, whatever. Jeez. Where I was going with it is, you'd get a pro on your team, you'd get a junior surfer, and you'd get a female pro. Um, and Griffin Cole Pinto, like hometown hero guy, was in part of the event, you know, and. It's just like a little event. For, it was all for the kids, you know? But I think the WSL said, hey, you can't be a part of that event because your agreement with us on the CT, you know, and they Jeez. they flagged it. And stuff like that is just like, dude, it's just like community. Like it's, it's That's petty. It's about the kids. It's, and yeah. it's, it's not like he's going to surf a WSL competitor. Like yeah. It's not like you're it's in a UFC one day and event. you go, hey, I'm going to go fight in this other organization. It's a one-day fucking... For the grassroots kids. event. It's a grassroots yeah, thing yeah. for the kids, which I just thought that was kind was of along the, the line of just going like, dude, why are you trying to like battle this little like grassroots thing? Like it's it's cool that he's there. It's like yeah. the raddest thing ever. Well it's it's another thing that puts attention to surfing. You know? Yeah, it's, and he's connecting with like these kids that are just super fans. The future like, of it's, surfing. It's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's like tacky. That they Did they have it. old surfboards too? Did they ride old surfboards? Yeah, I think they rode. There was different generations. So like each round, if your team made it through the that round, you had to pick a board out of the rack from another era. <laughs> so I think the first one was like the 80s boards and there was the 90s boards and then there was like the 2000s boards. So they did and like it was a, all these. It was all these like iconic Viola shapes they yeah. were like Julian Wilson board that he like won the US Open on Taj Burrow boards there was Bruce Irons board that he won the Nationals on Chris Ward cover shot Corey which Lopez. is rad because those kids are cool. never gonna like see or feel those boards or like you know check them out for it's so like yeah and everyone on the team the Grom had to pick which board they wanted and everyone on the team had to ride that board in that heat wow it was pretty cool there's a lot of cool, uh, unique things that they put, put on yeah. the table there. What's really crazy is how good some of the boards worked. worked. And yeah. the waves were almost non-existent. But, like, Jordy Lawler, he's like a Challenger Series guy that he's Aussie, was riding, like, a 6'3", Corey Lopez, like, triple wing swallowtail that Corey never even rode. But he was ripping on the thing. And then these Taj boards that were, like, 23 liters that guys were just going bananas on. It was, it was nuts. The Julian board, too. Everyone ripped on the Julian board. Yeah. I saw a kid, you know, holding it under his arm, running into the water. Yeah. Yeah, it was classic. I was down there all day. It was super fun. Chloe went all out and was just, yeah, went out of himself to do that. I, I love all these so new things that are coming out. Of course, Inherent Bummer. Three-day like, party, U.S. Open. Toasted Media. Pacific City. Um, 2%. Like, there's chapter a lot of 11. cool. And what fucking... Yeah, we didn't even touch on... Did you say Chapter 11? Yeah. Chapter yeah. 11. I mean, Gaines thing. Well, they, we got, it's like everyone's just got to get back to regional and just focus on your community. Grass... Regional well, grassroots. Speaking from a sales rep in, 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 a, in a big company, we've lost those, those tiers, you know? It's like... The yeah, maybe you're getting a little flow and then you got your marquee and that kind of like blame nike that middle middle that. class like blue collar that, yeah. that, that, <laughs> that local hero and those people that are really influential within that community yeah you know because there's you know if you look at any 
community you're in, the hottest guy necessarily is not anything compared to what you see on TV and the elites, but that that person's out every day connecting with the like, you know, the local lineup and the people and it's usually tied to a shop and we need to get back to that grassroots like vibe for sure. Yeah, we all yeah, I mean we came from HSS days yeah. where the surf shops don't look the same unfortunately. Like hey we like I gotta go pick up a kid. Yeah, I gotta go and um, I have a kid at home too. But <laughs> you guys like this should be kind of a regular I think, you know, maybe we do an inherent an inherent bummer check in, not just once a year when the US Open's roll around, but I think that we have a good, you know, little mix of um, commentary here. Yeah, as long as like WSL, all the people we talk about don't come after us. No, of course not. But all the indi good industry <laughs> gossip. Oh, uh, it's all good. Oh, it's going viral. We're going to blow up, Lennon. This show is going to go huge. <laughs> yeah, let <laughs> me know kidding. if you need any SEO help. Make no. sure this really goes viral. But, but no, just different perspectives. And I think you guys, act, you know, maybe being on, you know, something we do. You know, yeah, we'll yeah talk offline and well, figure come out. Come hang like, at the Surf Factory event. This yeah, well, we will be yeah. there for sure. August third, fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, Surf Pacific City, two. top floor across the street or across the across from Ola and H and M and Bungalow. Yeah, go watch some heats and then come hang with us. And just to give you a quick hit on some of the names you'll see in Surf Film too, we're pretty proud to have gotten a lot of these people. Uh, Philippe Toledo, Griffin Cole Pinto, Ethan Ewing, Noah Beshin, Carissa Moore, Steph Gilmore, Jack Robinson, King Nickel, Kai Lenny, Connor O'Leary, Brendan Gibbons, Moana Jones. Stacked, stacked film. It's going to be a lot of fun. All in one movie so you can get that context we've been talking about. And uh, the sponsors? Sponsors. Hurley, uh, Captain Finn. Yeah, Hurley, Captain Finn, Ola Canvas, June Shine. 805, Weird Tea, Seaborn Cocktails, Bonsai Bowls, Sir Coffee, and Lost Surfboards. Yeah. yeah. It's a community effort to yeah. put it all together. So, yeah. Come hang. Come hang. Uh, thank you to our sponsors Ashton Hard Seltzer, Shoots Beer. That was good. Right? Earth Pack, Caballero, Caballero Pools and Spas. Neon Wave, Neon. Bonsai Bowls, Clearweather Shoes, yep. Shade Sunscreen. But um, yeah, love Bonsai Bowls, dude. I might go get one right now. It's I'm sweating. Yeah. yeah. Well, right, dude, we're, ex we're excited for uh, next week. Yeah. Thanks for having us. That was so much fun. Yeah, yeah boys. Yes. Congrats again. Of course. Yeah. You. Okay. That was epic, dude. Peace. Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations, two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill, clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, 
gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.